If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're gonna begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our torch year end awards the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. It's time to flash back to Wade and Jason reviewing Raw from five years ago this week. We've got a doubleheader flashback for you here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show for Sunday, March 13th, 2022. First up is our Raw Post Show from five years ago this week, followed by the SmackDown Post Show from five years ago this week. First up, I host Solo and take calls throughout the program looking at uh, the Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens segment, Roman Reigns, Undertaker, and Braun, Goldberg and Lesnar, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte, some CM Punk chants, and more. Plus, we talked to three people who were on site for Raw that night. Then, we move to the SmackDown post show the next night, and I talk with callers, including everything that happened with Randy Orton, AJ Styles, the Shane McMahon, AJ Styles angle afterwards on Talking Smack, the women's title announcement, Mickey James, Alexa Bliss, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, and more. So let's get right to it. This is back-to-back nights of coverage of Raw and SmackDown five years ago this week. They live-streamed on March 6, 2017 and March 7th, 2017. Here we go. Welcome to the PW Torch Livecast. I am Wade Keller, and this is the post-raw edition of the PW Torch Livecast. Thanks for joining me today, Monday, March 6, 2017. If it wasn't official yet, WrestleMania season has begun. We got one month before the big Sunday, and we have some big angles on tonight's program, including just seconds ago, Undertaker. Showing up in Chicago at the end of Raw, unannounced, and he uh, stared down Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, either in a sign of fear or respect, walked out of the ring after a intense 30-second stare down in which the crowd first started chanting CM Punk, and then it over, over, they overrode that with a holy shit chant. Braun retreated in the, through the crowd, and then Roman Reigns, who had earlier said, Braun, if he wants to find me, I'll be in the ring, finally got around to coming to the ring. And he entered the ring and told Undertaker, this is my yard now. He punctuated my yard. I thought Roman was good. I thought Undertaker was good and looked like Undertaker, which is important. He, he, he looked, uh, looked the part, looked vintage. So uh, that was the show-closing angle. Let's talk about tonight's Raw. What would you think of the follow-up with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho that started out the program? Owens explaining that he was never genuinely Jericho's best friend. That uh, all along, he was just using Jericho. And uh, when Jericho volunteered him for a match against Goldberg, that ended the friendship, and Jericho became more harm than help. Did you like that? Another anchor segment on the show, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, where kind of in a, a little bit in a way similar to uh, Owens and Jericho, Charlotte explained to Bailey in front of Sasha 
that Sasha has been helping her win because Sasha can't get another title shot as long as Charlotte is champion based on roadblock end of the line and the stipulation there. So therefore Sasha wanted to face Bailey at WrestleMania. She, if she wanted to get another title shot, she had to help Bailey win and beat her. Bailey wasn't buying it or was she? Um, that's what we're meant to wonder. So those were, those were the major anchor segments on the program. Uh, we had Neville and Austin Aries officially get it on uh, with a, an angle. Uh, it was a nice moment, perfect city for this angle to take place in. Uh, the crowd there, the Bellwether fans, the loud ones who let the rest of the crowd know who's cool and who's not, who is, uh, we're cheering and who's a nobody. They were loud for Aries, and uh, some would say the whole Chicago crowd knew who Aries was, but whoever didn't, they knew that those who knew him liked him and thought he was a real deal. And, uh, oh, yeah. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar showed up. I almost forgot about that. How could I do that? And Paul Heyman, too, at a stare down, and Brock gave Goldberg an F5. Goldberg sweating so profusely, I'm a little worried. <laughs> I say that as sort of a joke because um, I know it's kind of his look and he gets all worked up and it's kind of his gimmick, but man, he was dripping after, uh, after getting up from that F5, really the whole segment. So, yeah, I mean, a lot to talk about here uh, and some smaller stuff. You know, Big E licking the ice cream truck with that as hurricane helms would say with a different inflection than i just did we uh, i put a poll up on twitter said biggie licking the ice cream cart thumbs up thumbs down or way down 34 percent like it thumbs up nine percent thumbs down 57 percent way down so uh two-thirds giving it a thumbs down the vast majority way thumbs down not a very serious poll but seriously, what's up with that? <laughs> it looks like he's shrooming and uh, hallucinating and has, I don't, who knows? So um, we're going to take calls. I'm going to take calls. Whole show. I'm going solo this week. I do want to announce on Wednesday on the midweek flagship this week at 1 Eastern, Sam Roberts from the Sam Roberts show, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast joins me. He and I always have a good time talking wrestling, whether I'm on his show or he's on mine, and he'll be on midweek to reflect on, digest, analyze, break down everything from the past few days and really the past few weeks in wrestling and look ahead with Sam to WrestleMania. Join us then. And if you have questions for us on current events in WWE or otherwise, you can email pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. That's pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. In fact, if you're listening live after raw and you don't want to call or don't want to sit on hold and wait in line with all the people on, on hold email right now, your topic or question, and maybe I'll get to it. Uh, pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. If you want to read my full report on Raw with analysis of almost all the major segments on the show and some minor stuff too, along with a full detail of what you might have missed, I was updating throughout Raw as Raw was airing at pwtorch.com. It's a mobile-friendly site, desktop, of course, friendly also. And uh, yeah, get a, a real detailed account. I try to pick up on every detail in the ring, on commentary, on promos, crowd chants, I try to be very detailed and almost exhaustively so to cover uh, segments that maybe you missed or maybe you missed the entire show or you want to find out what segments to go and check out. Plus, separate from that is my analysis in parentheses, italicized my analysis of most of the major segments, if not all of them, and matches on the show. So check that out at pwtorch.com. I'll be doing the same thing on Tuesday night for SmackDown. Oh, one more plug for this week. Thursday, interview Thursday, Jim Ross. In the heart of WrestleMania season, 
greatest announcer of all time, greatest play-by-play guy of all time, Jim Ross, the legend, the Hall of Famer, on with me. It's a Hall of Famer month with Diamond Dallas Page last Thursday. By the way, if you missed it, that Diamond Dallas Page interview last Thursday was good. There was uh, some good stories about how he found out about the Hall of Fame. Uh, some, some interesting details on that. And who's going to introduce him and how he uh, managed to get out of picking, <laughs> having to choose who's going to introduce him. Uh, fun anecdote there. Plus some WCW stories. And uh, late in the show, we got into how DDP yoga is going for him and some diet and nutrition and exercise discussions. Really fun show. DDP is always great when he's on the program. He always jokes that he and I have spent more hours on the phone than uh, I probably have with any other wrestler. I'd say uh, Sean Waltman probably gives him a run for his money as far as uh, radio show and podcast appearances over the years or Torch Talk appearances prior to doing the live interviews here on on the live cast. Uh, But yeah, uh, DDP, a frequent guest, and I did a long form Torch Talk with him uh, several years ago too. Check that out. It's absolutely worth your time. As always, you can find our uh, interviews at pwtorchlivecast.com on demand. If you want to scroll through, you're in the mood for a PW Torch Livecast style interview, which are usually current events driven. That's something that we really uh, aim to do here is is differentiate our show from a lot of others by with our special guests focusing on current events in wrestling, making them very topical. And uh, you can catch up on years of them at pwtorchlivecast.com, along with all of our other shows, including, by the way, Greg Parks and Pat McNeil hosting Sunday's post-Fastlane livecast. If you uh, missed out on that, it's still available for you. Yesterday's show, last night, um, about an hour and a half of uh, phone calls and analysis from Pat and Greg. So I've set the table. I'm going to go to our first break of the show. When we come back, your phone calls the whole way through. So uh, get in line now. Uh, just scrolling through a switchboard here. Got about a dozen people on hold at right now and uh, more being added. So our number 515-605-9345. That's 515-605-9345. Right after this, more phone calls or phone calls begin. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
Thank you for subscribing to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Don't forget, we got a whole lineup of other shows called the PW Torch Daily Casts. It's free. Just search PW Torch in your podcast app. A different show on a different topic throughout the week, including shows dedicated to AEW, NXT, MMA, Ring of Honor, and more. Just search PW Torch in your podcast app or check out links to the latest shows at our main website, pwtorch.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I'm back. I'm Wade Keller hosting this show. I'll host tomorrow right after SmackDown. Sam Roberts on Wednesday. Jim Ross on Thursday. The Wednesday and Thursday shows are at 1 Eastern. Uh, but, of course, Monday and Tuesday, I go on the air right after Raw and SmackDown. Uh, okay. Oh, and one other plug. We're the, so much news going on in TNA last week. A really newsworthy week for Impact. Uh, now I have to call it Impact Wrestling because TNA no more. And the, uh, the PW Torch Livecast, the newest edition here in 2017, is the post-Impact show. Uh, as soon as Impact goes off the air, Mike McMahon and Andrew Socek are on the air. Uh, the popularity of the show continues to grow last week. Uh, easily the the biggest they've done yet with all the news um, caller support growing and uh, check that out on demand at pwtorchlivecast.com let's kick off our phone calls with uh, Sean from Murfreesboro Tennessee Sean welcome to the program Wade thanks for having me tonight how you doing sir uh, doing great thank you for calling appreciate it um yeah I thought it was a good show Wade I really did um I thought the first segment uh, with KO and Jericho was good. I thought he explained it well, you know, hey, you're not my best friend after all. You know, Sammy's my best friend. You're not. Um, I, you were just my tool. I thought that was kind of a cool way to phrase it. Um, and, you know, I, I liked the, you know, getting them going for WrestleMania. I thought that was a, kind of a good way to kick it off. Um, so I liked that segment quite a bit. Um, the Goldberg Lesnar I thought was good. Um, I like just the little small of him get the F5 real quick, kind of get a little bit of a payback, you know, to kind of start off, you know, you know, figure they're going to go back and forth quite a bit. But, you know, I thought it was pretty good, short and sweet. I thought Heyman's promo was good. Um, I was want to know what you thought about that overall, but I thought it was good. Um, the women's segment, it's still, I like that they got to the triple threat, but how they got there made no sense to me again, because 
I just, you know, Charlotte keeps making more sense as they go along. Bailey, all of a sudden, her character today cared about what happened at Fastlane, but she didn't care two weeks ago when she won the title the first time when Sasha interfered. And Sasha all of a sudden wanting to get in the title picture, you know, the way they, the way, and then Nick's having to stand up for her, you know, he's just in a bad situation. I mean, I want to know what you thought, but I, it was just weird how they got there. It just didn't make any sense. And it's like, then Sasha or Charlotte's interfering. Like, why would you interfere? Just let them fight it out. Why would you try to get involved and all of a sudden help Sasha basically get the win to get herself in the match? Like it just, it was weird to me, the whole thing. I was just kind of like, it's, it's gotten worse and worse to me. And Stephanie just seems like she makes more and more sense, you know, by what she says. And <laughs> I wonder what you thought overall of the whole segment itself, but um, that's why I well, thought about it. Look, yeah, I'll focus on the women's segment. I, I agree that the ending was clunky um, and, and could have been much better with Charlotte and Dana interfering. Dana distracting the ref as Charlotte leaned through the ropes. And the, the story that the announcers told, and I think the intent of the match, of the finish of the match, was that Charlotte was trying to pop Sasha Banks in the face to get her mm-hmm. to break the hold on Bailey. And that might open up Bailey to maybe hitting a Bailey to belly. The problem is it Bailey was about to reach the bottom rope and force a break. And then seconds later, after Charlotte interfered, Sasha reapplied the bank statement and got the win. So it made it look like Charlotte's interference stopped Bailey from getting a break and helped Sasha immediately win. And I just think it was a bad finish. I think the producers or the wrestlers themselves came up with a bad finish. Um, it, it did not play out the way I, I, I give them credit for the, the idea being that Charlotte wanted a one-on-one match. She was trying to help Bailey win. Um, but I, I take away almost all credit because it didn't, come across that way to viewers. Even the announcer seemed a little confused. Uh, and then I think they, they were, it was clarified in headset perhaps, or, you know, whatever. And they figured out what was going on and Cole tried to make the best of it and explain it. But yeah. And I mean, maybe Bailey is a live cast listener and I, I shamed her into caring about the fact that she was holding the title. I've done so much audio this week with so much pushback from people telling me that Bailey had nothing to apologize for. And now, look, now I, she's come around to my way of thinking, um, you know, Stephanie made a pretty good case, obviously, Two times now, uh, Bailey should be feeling a little. I, don't, I mean, to me, I think that it's it's it, not to get off onto a hot button topic, but it's the same thing with Hulk Hogan and the con- the comments that he said and the words that he used. I think that the standard for Hulk Hogan to be Hulk Hogan, let's celebrate this role model, this superhero, all the kids wearing the Hulkamania shirts. I think the standards for him are higher to come back and be celebrated by the WWE machine than if it were almost any other wrestler because of right. what his character is. Unless he comes back as, you know, NWO Hogan or something. But they're not going to do that. Same thing with, I mean, well, not same thing, but I'll, I'll extend the analogy to Bailey. She's this wholesome, innocent uh, more, woman with a moral compass who grew up watching WWE. I loved her line that my year didn't end in December and start in January. It began and ended with WrestleMania. She should care about how she wins. She should be the wrestler who, at her fingertips, knows which championship reigns were honorable in which ones began and continued without honor. That should be her character. Almost to, to part of the charm of her is being a nerd. You know, I like it being so, yeah. caring so much about that. So this week she did, but it was a mess because last week she didn't. In fact, last night on Raw Talk, she didn't care. 
she was with Sasha Banks, smiling, laughing, yucking it up because they're both wow. victorious. And suddenly now she's not. And so it is, it is a bit of a mess. Now, all that said, it, let's remember where we came from a couple of years ago. Um, we have, you know, fans caring about, well, live reports where the crowd wasn't all that into Sasha and Bailey because they didn't have a heel in the match. And I think everyone was just waiting for Charlotte, Charlotte and Dana to interfere. But nevertheless, I mean, they have a women's segment that's going to be a significant part of WrestleMania. It's getting significant time. It's doing well enough. Mm-hmm. They're putting it in anchor segments at the top of each hour or at the end of the show. Um, so, I mean, all isn't lost, but yeah. I mean, this, there's a number of aspects of this that, that should have been done better. And Bailey is an easy character to do. And they've been messing her up. Um, I think it's, I think they can redeem it and fix it a certain amount, but it, it's too bad that they made it as, as complicated as they did. Yeah, I agree with you, Wade, hundred percent. I I just had two more quick things, and I'll let other callers okay. get in. Sure. Um, the the Aries Neville segment, I, I love that. That was great. Yeah. I've been waiting for Austin to get going for so long, so it's cool to kind of see him, you know, get rocking in his baby face role. So that was cool. And then that orbital bone, I'm with you on, that orbital bone injury looks like it's going to be there forever. I mean, that's he looks different. Yeah, yeah, was, he did. He took he did. I was really surprised like too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, and then the, the last the last segment, I, I'm with you. Um, I mean, Roman, his one line was good. I mean, I'll give him credit; it was good. It was very good. Yep. Um, but I mean, they've got to turn him heel. I, it's so bad. I mean, the boos were just awful. The Roman sucks. Chance were awful. And Undertaker was great in what he did. I mean, just the pop he gets is unbelievable. And uh, I thought the segment was good. I mean, the way Braun showed, I, I thought it was reverence almost, in my opinion. You know, just like, I better just get out of here. It's his segment. Let him go for whatever's going to happen. But um, I just want to know what you thought, you know. But I, I just, I, if they don't turn him heel, I just think it's a major, major disaster. And it's going to be awful after WrestleMania. But that's all I had, uh, Wade. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Sean. Thanks. Appreciate you uh, giving your thoughts on those and throwing out those topics. Good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the Roman Reigns, should they turn him heel? I mean, Vince wants to get Roman over as a star. He doesn't, he isn't particularly preoccupied right now with whether he is a heel or a face. Having, having Braun Strowman say Chicago hates you uh, or doesn't like you, you know, acknowledging that, um, shows that, I mean, that's not improvising. I, I can't imagine. Well, if it is, we'll find out and he'll be in trouble. But um, I, I think that line was authorized and it's uh, just acknowledging the obvious. But I mean, obviously the crowd is going to boo Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I mean, I say obviously, I mean, it's, I think it's very, very likely. Um, and I don't think Vince McMahon cares at this point. Um, I think that he is thinking Roman being in the ring against Undertaker will help Roman become a bigger star. And the performance, whatever happens, will, Vince thinks, will make Roman a bigger star. I think the intent is for Roman to be a babyface after Mania, but if not, I mean, he'll become a bigger star because he, he was, even if he turns heel, because he took on Undertaker. Obviously, the crowd is booing Reign, so whether they have turned him officially or not, they've put him in a position to be booed, not cheered, but at least he's being booed against somebody who everybody would go, well, no wonder he's getting booed because it's under freaking taker. And so it doesn't make Roman look as bad. You know, it's, it's, it's so in that sense, there's a little bit of a uh, consolation for Roman. It's not like they hate him. They just love taker. That can be what he, what he, you know, banks on. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a PW Torch newsletter paper copy subscription. Details at pwtorch.com slash paper copy. It's 12 pages every week packed with my TV reports along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin, Alan Cunahan, and Zach Hadorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. Take a break from screen time and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a Pro Wrestling Torch Newsletter paper copy edition in the year 2022, you can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's uh, keep going through calls. Uh, up next, Scott from New York City. Uh, Scott, thanks for calling. What have you got for me tonight? Hey Wade, how's it going? Um, going well. Yeah, okay. I mean, first off, just just a, just a quick shout. Corey Graves was awesome tonight. Uh, I he love was. that he compared Enzo and Cass to the Cubs and Sox. If the Cubs, I mean, uh, Cass, if he ever wins a championship, might take a hundred years. If Enzo ever wins a championship, you know, there's a scandal involved. Great line. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. I, as, as far as the closing segment, I'm a little burned out. I, I'm going to be in the vocal minority, but I'm a little burned out on Taker. Um, I, I just feel like, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, I, I just didn't want this feud to be built on, oh, I'm the big dog. I respect you, but I'm the big dog now. They, you know what I mean? Like this was the perfect time for the turn. I guess it still could happen, but you know, 5% of me thought like if it was going to happen, it would be kind of tonight to start this feud. But I guess there's very little hope for that now. Um, but my I, main I, point, I mean, I wouldn't um, rule it out, but I mean, I, I think they're just going to sell it on two iconic names, um, you know, arguing over whose yard it is now. And they think they can sell it on that. But I mean, it could take a heelish tinge. Roman could take a heelish tinge on the microphone in the next few weeks. If Vince wants to, you know, f- uh, add some fuel to the, the heat that Roman has with, you know, certain fan base. No, you're, you're right. But I mean, the saddest thing about this and last night, everything, it's just blatantly obvious now when we're, you know, after fast lane and after raw, that basically their plan was to build up strong, uh, Braun as strong as they did just to get reigns over. I mean, that was the plan and it worked because I bet you, the, I bet you Braun got over way more and improved way more than they even thought. And he was just used as a vehicle to get Roman over. And as bad as that is, and a lot of people don't like it, myself included, I think that's just a fact. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I do. I think I don't think Vince anticipated Roman being a get, or, uh, Braun Strowman getting over and improving like he did. But I also don't know that Braun Strowman getting over was enough for Vince to abandon his plan. And I mean, it'll seem kind of unpopular to say this, but uh, with you know some listeners, but. Vince is not going to go, well, Braun Strowman's got over more. So now I'm going to not have Roman go over uh, as he heads to WrestleMania to take on Undertaker. And then as Bruce Mitchell's been uh, saying for weeks, and then after that beat Brock Lesnar for the universal championship, Vince has this game plan. And I, I think it's, it's a unexpected unattended bonus that Braun Strowman is over as much as he is, but I don't blame Vince if he has a plan and he's set on going forward with it that I don't think Braun Strowman getting over like he has is reason enough to abandon it. We can take an issue with the plan and say Roman should have been turned. Uh, he should be pushing somebody else. We can make all those arguments. But I just don't think very specifically Braun getting over should be the reason that Vince abandons the course that he's set on with Roman. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that's where I am. I mean, but yeah, Braun was meant to be built up for Roman to beat. And that was probably in Vince's mind six months ago. Um, so in a way, I kind of you know applaud him for sticking to his guns and sticking to his plan, at least when it comes to uh, not kind of getting wishy-washy with Braun and just giving us giving us what he gave us last night. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And then um, my final two points. Uh, the first one is looks like there's going to be no multi-man ladder match, which seems weird because you want to get everyone on the card. But with the cruiserweights looking like it might be one-on-one, um, I can't find a spot for that match. And then the second thing I'll just throw out at you is um, a lot of talk. I remember last week you were talking, you know, does the universal title match need Goldberg Lesnar, you know, or does, you know, Lesnar Goldberg need the, need the belt. I'll use the same theory, but in a different match, I don't think uh, Jericho Owens needs the U S title at all, but I think it's great for the title itself because there's nothing more devalued than the U S title. So that, that match is great for that title. I think it will bring something to a little bit to it. Because right now it's just been even on Jericho. I mean, it's nothing. So I think that's good for the uh, title. But disappointing, no ladder match it does happen because I think last year was the best match on the card. So uh, yeah, that's all I got for this week. And uh, 
look forward to the rest of the show. Thanks, Wade. Good stuff. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. All right. Um, let's go ahead and uh, go to the second break of the show. When we come back, more phone calls. I do want to remind you, if you're not a VIP member, this is a great time of year to become a VIP member. And that will also include the same thing coming up in a month for WrestleMania. All right. Uh, we're back, and it's time for phone calls. So let's uh, continue on, and let's go to Keith from Virginia up next. Uh, Keith, thanks for holding patiently. What have you got for me tonight? Uh, hey, Wade. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing well. Um, I had a couple points. Um, as far as uh, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker, I know you uh, – discussed it a little earlier. Um, What do you make of them not even really mentioning what the Undertaker's issue with Roman was? I mean, they didn't even mention how Roman eliminated the Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. Um, I tell you what, let let, let me tell you real quick on that. Um, I think that was smart, and here's why. The announcers didn't talk. And I like that. I agree, but we've got a month for them to catch us up, you know, catch up people on that and explain it. But I like that Michael Cole didn't really say anything um, until he until he exclaimed. I think it was chokeslam late in the uh, late in the segment. It, it made everything focused on the two wrestlers in the ring. I like that the announcer stepped aside. That said, I agree with you that it subtracted a little in the sense that they didn't reset the table. They didn't say why. But I think the announcers talking over the tension and that moment had would have done more negative than bringing up why Undertaker had an issue with Roman did positive. But I'm with you. I mean, some people are going, what's going on here? Why did Undertaker come out? Is this issue with Strowman? Is, is why is, you know, it almost was like Reigns was upset with Undertaker for coming out as opposed to the story being Undertaker came out to the ring looking for Roman. I think they'll clear that up next week without too much damage. I, I get why you bring that up. I thought that too. And I'm, I'm at peace with why they did it, uh, w- with what they did because of the reasons that they did it. Yeah, that actually, you know, that makes sense. Um, you were saying earlier that, you know, Vince probably doesn't care that Roman gets booed. He just wants, you know, Roman to rub elbows with the Undertaker. But from here until WrestleMania, Roman is probably going to, the boos are going to start, you know, kind of ramping back up and it's probably just going to get worse and worse. So do you think even if he's trying to have it be a, a face versus face matchup, do you think the, the, the natural trajectory of the angle is going to start maybe tilting Roman in a heel direction to where Vince will feel like, okay, maybe it's, it's okay if I start, you know, making Roman more heelish because that's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Vince has in his mind, everything mapped out for what's going to happen between now and mania at mania the day after mania. And if Bruce Mitchell is correct, um, Roman beating Brock Lesnar or Goldberg, but probably Brock Lesnar, uh, for the championship after mania, I think he's got that all mapped out and I think he knows how he's going to do it. Now, the question is, does the crowd reaction and how Reigns handles it chip away at Vince's resistance to just embracing going with Roman as a heel? And I don't think that Vince will change what he does and officially turn him between now and Mania or right afterwards. But I think it could, like I say, chip away at Vince's resistance to it 
to the point that he then is more willing to change. But again, he's got to have a baby face that he feels he can build around and trust to be in that spot, if not for Roman. And that's a big, that's a challenge. I don't think he's going to build around Braun Strowman as his lead baby face. Uh, Samoa Joe is a top heel right now. Um, Chris Jericho is fine. I mean, obviously, but he's in his late forties. He's not a guy you build around. So, uh, you know, Seth Rollins, I mean, he's probably going to come back fine at mania or shortly thereafter, uh, and, and be good, but he was, you know, but not, maybe not great as a lead baby. So I think just Vince looks at the roster and he's like, okay, Roma's getting booed a lot of places, but he's getting cheered a lot of places. And I think I can get him over by making him a star like Cena, put him in the spotlight, have him not wilt, but look like he belongs, have him try to own the room, figure out his voice and hold court with Taker, beat him, hold court with Lesnar, beat him. And however the fans react, I've got a star who looks the part and that's where Vince is. But if somebody presents themselves as a breakout lead babyface, and I mean, Shinsuke is deep into his thirties and has limited promo skill and a promotion that leans heavily on long mic work, uh, you know, long promos from its top stars. Reigns is an exception because he's not very good at long promos, uh, as is Goldberg right now. I think Vince wants Beverly Babyface who can talk some more, not take a step backward with Shinsuke. So I just don't know if I see Vince looking at that roster going, I'm going to turn Roman heel because I'm confident with somebody else taking his place as my centerpiece babyface act. I just don't know that he's got a comfort level yet, even with reshuffling the card. I mean, if, if he does a draft and moves AJ to, to, to raw as a lead babyface, and you know, I mean, you can reshuffle things and make your case, but I don't think you can make a case for Roman going heel without also making a case for who should be the lead babyface. And with what they've done with Kevin Owens um, tonight and last in the last couple of weeks, I think they're, you know, six to 18 months away from even considering turning Owens, because I just don't think you want to turn Owens babyface after having him, you know, turn on Jericho like he did. So I just, I think we got to sort of resign yourself to the course they're on, but hope that Reigns shows that he can be effective reacting to booze in a way that Vince says, I can make money with that. But again, he's got to find that lead babyface to take Reigns place. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows with ads and plugs removed. The Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. And uh, just just one more, it's more of a comment than anything. Uh, I may be in the minority, I I don't really know, but I have never been able to stand heel commentators. (laughs) I I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I've never liked it. You know, I I always admired um, the brain, you know, as a, as a personality. But I, I just don't get the concept. I find it horribly annoying. It's it, it's like watching wrestling with you know uh, you know Sean Hannity sitting there telling me the exact opposite of, of what I'm seeing. I, that's something that I would love to see go away permanently. But anyway, that's just a thought. Well, 
All right. All I right. appreciate it, Keith. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Someone give, uh, give, put Gory Graves over a caller earlier. And now we got a caller saying, uh, just do away with heel commentators. I mean, I, I think heel commentators can be done well. I think it can be done poorly. I think what makes heel commentators less annoying is when you have a strong personality offsetting their comments. And uh, David Otunga has shown glimpses of that. Byron Saxton is earnest, uh, but not particularly effective or forceful, um, usually. And he's ter- been turned into such a, such a joke um, that, you know, a butt of jokes that it's hard to sometimes take anything he said seriously. But I'm mean, going to get where you're coming from, Keith. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to area code 314. 314, you are up now. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, how you doing, Wade? This is Damien from St. Louis. Hey, Damien. Thanks for calling. What have you got for me today, tonight? Well, um, just going on that last segment, um, I really do believe that based on how it panned out, they're going for Roman versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. And I'm sure he still has his issues with Braun Strowman, but I'm sure that whatever issues Strowman and Roman going to have, they're going to work it out on Raw much rather than Mania because a lot of people have been saying that perhaps this could end up being a triple threat match between Braun, Roman, and Undertaker. But I really don't see that happening because as you've been talking about, you know, Vince wants to make Roman a star. And the best way to do it is to have him face Undertaker without no third party being involved. Now, am I correct in my assessment that that's what they are going for? Or do you have a, another idea of how this may pan out? I think it, it is what you say. I don't think there's another route they're going to take. Okay. Yeah, well, I think in you're that right. case, yeah. I, think, I think that's probably might be for the best. I mean, I just want uh, people to understand that I have no, no ill will towards Roman. You know, I mean... It's, it's kind of unfortunate that he gets sit, put in this position almost like how John Cena was for many years where some people hate him, some people love him. But, you know, at, like you've been saying, Vince just wants to make a star out of Roman. And, you know, despite all that Roman's been going through, he's been putting in the work. So it'll be really interesting to see how this will play out between him and Undertaker. Another thing that I wanted to touch on, too, is – the crowd tonight in Chicago, I mean, that was hot for a very good segment, but they they really annoyed the crap out of me because of the fact that, once again, <laughs> you're continuing to chant for a guy that has moved on and has shown that he is never coming back. And I'm talking about, of course, CM Punk. Even Stephanie, once again, saw it upon herself to try to shut down those chants during that whole women's segment tonight. I mean, and it's to that point where it's getting kind of detrimental. You know, it, it's lessening my enjoyment of the product to have people continuously chanting this guy's name, even though he, I mean, is it, what is it? Is it the hope that he still want to come back? The whole never say never idea? What is it? Help me, Wade. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's never say never, but I think it's, it's a deep, deep appreciation for and respect for what they believe CM Punk stood for as a wrestling act on television and as a person. It sure helps that Punk is a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan, and that's a Chicago Blackhawks town. Um, and it also is, in part, uh, you got this Roman Reigns character who's getting a major push. And I, I bet, I don't know what percentage of fans in that building heard CM Punk's podcast of Coke Cabana, but I bet it's, it's above 50%. 
Um, and, and certainly just about everybody there's aware that Punk said in his last months in the company, last weeks in the company, Punk, we need you to, we need you to make Roman look good. And that Roman is being groomed for the spot that fans felt Punk deserved. And they aren't going to stop letting management know until Roman Reigns is gone. And that's not happening, or he's a heel, um, that they think they made a mistake not committing and building around CM Punk. I mean, that's what they're doing. And it's part of it just to upset what's going on. Um, of course, that's part of their motivation is to take joy in throwing things off. Um, I think Goldberg was going to reveal some deep, dark secret to us, something he had never said to anybody before. And then the crowd started chanting CM Punk. Uh, Goldberg nodded. I could just see Vince backstage panicking, going, oh, God, oh, God, don't leave script, Goldberg. What's he going to say? Paul, Paul, cue Paul's music. You know, interact, go, go out early. And because uh, even Goldberg seemed surprised by that. But he just wanted to cut, up, cut it off. Stephanie McMahon power talked her way through the CM Punk chat. I mean, she was not going to pause. She was going to talk, 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 commas, no periods, no paragraph breaks, and talk her way right through it, trying to get the fans to not, you know, seem like they're getting under her skin and not have any pauses in between what she was saying like normal i mean they they find a way to adjust here's the thing as annoying as it might be sometimes when the crowd seems to want to make a statement about something that isn't what's going on in the ring that's absolutely the right to do so they're paying for they're, they're paying their tickets uh they're paying for tickets and wwe has said you know their focus groups are these live crowds they have the right to do it we have the right to judge it and maybe think they're they're not cool or they're going too far or it's a little much or it's old. I mean, I'm certainly cr critical of certain things crowds do, but they have the right to do it. And WWE ought to listen. And the side effect, the positive side effect is that there's an energy when they go to Chicago, when an unpredictability that is fun, even if there's, there's times where you might be chuckling, but you're also kind of annoyed because it's taking you out of the moment. Um, you know, freaking Goldberg standing in the ring and instead of just soaking up the moment and seeing where things go. Yeah. There's 10,000 people, trying to throw him off with a CM Punk chant. But WWE can avoid this by when they get somebody like Punk, um, you know, treating him the way that the majority of fans, at least in that market and probably around the country, wanted him to be treated. And I don't think the fans need to just accept what WWE feeds them. I, I, I have mixed feelings because I admire them speaking out and not just going away because Stephanie mocked Punk being a loser. So, yeah, I mean, you can talk. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I, I'm, I like when I see Chicago come up on the screen when they're doing a TV or pay-per-view. I know it's going to be an interesting night, but I also get, you know, what you're saying is sometimes it can be annoying um, when they're just stepping on the segments that we're all there to watch. It's like somebody talking in the middle of a movie. Um, sometimes you just want to be in that universe and not be reminded of something else. Uh, Damien, I appreciate the call. Any closing comments? Yeah, I just want to say real fast, and I, I'm with you about the whole, um, you know, fans, they, have, they pay for their tickets, they have a right to do what they want, but at the same time, it's like, and it's not just the whole punk chants, it's also these assorted chants, the This Is Awesome chants, 10 minutes into a match, the what chants, it just seems like fans have gotten out of control with one to take over, let their voice be heard. Oh, of course, don't forget the 10 chance whenever a referee does a count out. But I'm just <laughs> saying it's just gotten yeah. out of control, and I feel like fans just need to have a little bit more of a decorum on how they should be able to behave while they're watching a wrestling show. But what do I know? But um, other than that, thank you, Wade. Have a good night. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Damien. Appreciate it.
All right, we had a uh, big UFC show on Saturday night, a little less big with one of the top two matches not taking place. We got full details on why, everything going on there. The latest between, I was going to say CM Punk, the latest between uh, um, Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre at their press conference. And we got daily trivia, uh, roundtables on hot topics. And we'll have, uh, well, you can read our coverage from Saturday night's event and the fallout. Uh, we got an article up today, Fights to Make Next, based on winners and losers at USC 209. Thanks for downloading today's show. Take it to the next level with a VIP membership. Get shows like this, the Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Show, and the PW Torch Daily Casts on our PW Torch VIP podcast feed with ads and plugs removed from the shows for a streamlined listening experience. And also hear the VIP exclusive shows that I host with Rich Fan and Todd Martin. Everything with Rich Fan and The Fix with Todd Martin's signature VIP series that you're missing out without a VIP membership. So go VIP here in 2022 and enjoy all the benefits, all the bonus content, and the ad-free listening experience. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. Somebody emailed during the uh, show here and asked, uh, it's actually uh, uh, Gavin. He says, what match goes on last, Goldberg versus Lesnar or Undertaker versus Roman Reigns? Well, what if it's Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt? Um, and, and I say that seriously, assuming that Randy beats AJ on SmackDown and, and takes on Bray. I, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, and, and the reason I say that is Goldberg-Lesnar is the main event um, of the show because the title's on the line. It's two part-timers. Um, it's, it's epic based on what happened at the Rumble, what happened at Survivor Series, what happened tonight. But it's going to be short. I mean, it, 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 Goldberg, I mean, look at how much he was sweating just in that promo. I just don't think they have trust for Goldberg at age 50. I mean, the guy was never, uh, he was far from a ring general. He was, I mean, Goldberg was successful. And there's a lot I admire about Bill. But he was about as ill-equipped to be a main event wrestler in terms of, ring work, ring experience, even ring instincts as anybody. He, he, you know, came out of the power plant, got over unexpectedly, had an instinct for some things that really matter and that are important to the business and that uh, you take advantage of when, when somebody exhibits the instinct and the charisma that he did. But when the bell rang, unless he was doing something very, very rote, um, he was, it, it was always a little risky. <laughs> um, he's had a few moments. DDP and I talked about it on Thursday. But uh, I just don't know that you want to end WrestleMania with, uh, you know, five-minute ex, you know. I mean, the whole thing with ring, the ring introductions and all the pre, pre-match stuff will probably take longer than the match. Maybe not. Maybe they work out this masterful match. They're practicing in, they're practicing in a wrestling ring. Um, and uh, working it out, and they're going to have this, they're going to shock us with a 22-minute classic or a 12-minute, wow, I can't believe it lasted that long. Maybe. But my hunch is it probably goes pretty short. So you could do Randy and Bray at the end. However, I wouldn't vote for that. I'm just saying maybe because it's the WWE Championship match, and I think they might want to put that on last. They, I think once Lesnar Goldberg happens, people are going to feel like the main event has happened, especially if Roman and Undertaker already happened. So... Um, they could end with Roman Taker, and I wouldn't rule that out. I'm I'm curious what the uh, it's it's one it's one of those kind of subplots to WrestleMania every year. What is the match order? Sometimes it has to do with what are the finishes. Uh, Vince wants a happy ending. Is Goldberg losing to Lesnar a happy ending? Is Reigns beating Taker 
going to lead to people throwing garbage in the ring and booing if Reigns wins? Um, or do you have Taker win and then turn heel and attack Undertaker? What, I mean, you have to consider when you think of match order, the po- what outcome, what is the outcome to the match? Because I think Vince, it doesn't always work out, but I think Vince considers and leans towards wanting people leaving the building happy. He wants them to leave with a hometown scoring that goal in overtime in game seven of the, of the uh, Stanley Cup. He wants the fans happy and celebrating, not disgruntled, especially at WrestleMania. So that's going to play into it. If Randy's a babyface and Bray's the heel and Randy is going to beat Bray and stand tall at the end of WrestleMania, maybe that's the match Vince chooses. And then Taker Reigns takes place mid-show. They put a couple other matches out there to bring the crowd down. They do Goldberg-Lesnar. Crowd is electric immediately. They bring uh, Bray and take uh, uh, Bray and uh, Orton out to have more of a full-fledged match. I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I am very curious to see what happens. Good topic, Gavin, and we'll uh, bring that up to different co-hosts in coming weeks and guests on the program. Jim Ross, I'll talk to him uh, on Thursday. Maybe I'll remember to ask him about this. And uh, Sam and I, Sam Roberts, and I can talk about it Wednesday, too. Our next caller, Chris from Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks for holding. Chris, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, so... <laughs> So I was actually, um, I was watching Raw tonight, and uh, I- I'm still kind of baffled about the whole Fastlane thing that happened last night with uh, all-, all the little undefeated streaks ending last night. But um, as far mm-hmm. as Roman and Taker goes, um, you know, there's part of me that wants, you know, to have it as a one-on-one Roman versus Taker. But as uh, the caller mentioned from before, I almost also see this going to a triple threat, almost to protect Taker's health. Right. Um, you know, Fastlane last night, Roman and Braun put on a great match. And, uh, you know, Braun is a pretty fast-moving guy, and, uh, you know, for his size. And the match still seemed to have kind of a slow pace to me. And you got to think if... Roman is going in there one-on-one with Taker. That match is not going to be, you know, like 2012, uh, the end of an era match or, or really any match. Uh, you know, you could almost probably put it up there with Taker's uh, WrestleMania 30 match with Lesnar, but I don't think it will be a fast-paced match at all if uh, right. they decide to do a one-on-one. Well, no, I, I, you know, I don't mean to be dismissive of the notion and the possibility of a triple threat would take her for the reasons you bring up, Chris. I, I just, I think in the end, they're going to trust Roman and take her to, to, through bells and whistles and smoke and mirrors, have that epic one-on-one match. I think that Taker, from a pride standpoint, would not want a, uh, a, a one-on, uh, anything but a one-on-one match. I, I think it would be an admission that maybe he stayed around a year too long if he's you know, out there with two other people in the match to help carry things. But maybe that's yeah. the reality of what has to happen. You know, there's a payday. There's, uh, you know, fans want to see him in the ring. And if, if it's no match or a triple threat, I mean, I could see that. And that keeps Braun in the mix. Braun Strowman is special referee. I mean, they could do something like that too. People want to know what's Braun's role. They want him in a significant spot other than winning an Andre battle Royal or something. Maybe they just say the only man who can control these two is uh, Braun. and, And that's an X factor in the match that leads to something. So, I mean, as much as it's sort of quote, predictable, what is going to happen at mania from a matchup standpoint. And a lot of things are kind of falling into places rumored and as forecast, 
there's still a lot that we don't know in terms of how all this plays out. And I don't know, that's another, another interesting topic to bring up with, uh, with, with Sam Roberts Wednesday and Jim Ross on Thursday, get their take on, on the possibility of where Braun might fit in and how Undertaker might feel if it were a, a triple threat. But, you know, if they have to do it, they'll do it. I don't think that they'd do it because they think it's a great idea. I, I think they would only do that if they felt that Taker's just physically probably not able to be relied upon uh, to fill a full-fledged match with Roman. Yeah, and then um, one more question I, I had about uh, tonight's Raw was um, uh, about the women's division, uh, how they're shaping up uh, Mania for the women's title. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people are looking at it and they're just like, well, uh, you know, it's the same thing as last year except for it's Becky. Uh, instead of Becky, it's Sasha. Or not Sasha, um, Bailey. And... Uh, and, and I'm kind of thinking that Nia Jax is somehow going to be thrown into the mix. Um, you know, I, I'd want to see that, but at yeah. the same token, um, I don't know. They're they're kind of being, you know, cruel towards Nia Jax last night on Fastlane, especially during the Raw talk. Um, you know, they they were Waller was kind of making like tasteless jokes here and there, but uh, you know, the, there was that, and I was kind of like, well, is, does not have like, you know, heat on her or, you know, what's the deal? But um, what, what do you think the women's uh, division is shaping up to be like for Mania? I think Nijax is, if, once things get sorted out next week, I think Nijax is going to make her case. And I, I mean, I haven't thought at all, I haven't like booked it out in my head about, you know, what are the best options if they try to make it a fatal four-way. But if, I mean, if Charlotte complains that as much as she doesn't think Sasha's out to get Bailey, she doesn't like that it's going to be a two-on-one. And somehow, you know, it, it seems like she's asking for Dana to be in the match, but it turns out then that Mick Foley listens and says, oh, okay, well, we'll add Nia Jax. She's got some significant wins. She's in title contention. And Charlotte kind of freaks out at that because that's not what she was looking for. Or she embraces it because she thinks Nia's on her side. I mean, there's ways to do that, and we got a month to go, so I, I, I wouldn't rule that out either. I think they've invested enough in Nia I wouldn't put it. I mean, I wouldn't completely discount what's said on Raw Talk, but I, I think some some of Jerry Lawler just riffing, trying to be controversial and trying to you know play to the spirit of of what Talking Smack has become a little bit, and you know maybe he's being fed some of those lines too, just because it's a smaller audience and Vince is a bully, and and they think that it's it's uh it's funny to do even if it's a small segment of the audience seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something about it. I was like, I was like, man, that you know what Lawler was saying. It was, I don't know. It was just kind of tasteless, and I didn't really care for it that much because I was like, yeah. it's like, look, you know, you you want to build up not uh, Jax to be like, you know, not necessarily the Braun Strowman of the women's division, but you want to build her to be a powerhouse. And I don't know. It just kind of seemed like it was it was almost like burying, you know. Just with yeah. what he was saying, and then the the finish to last night's match at uh, Fastlane, and then not seeing her on Raw tonight. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, if there's a story, you know, there's a there's a story there. If if they are actually, you know, kind of bearing her and turning on her, I, I don't. I I'm not against her being in that match. I think she's been a significant part of the women's scene, and I think you can tell a decent yeah, story. Absolutely. And part of me kind of likes four ways better than three ways. I like one on one the best. But three ways, you have the awkwardness of either a two-on-one attack with two baby faces against a heel, which is bad, or one of them having to take a nap at ringside while the others battle. So you add now Jax to the mix, and now 
you know, it, it, it solves some of the issues that the triple threat, um, that the triple threat I'd have, assuming they do triple threat and, you know, who knows where they go for sure in, in the next month. I mean, they could do an injury angle or something else. So, but I, I think, I think that's where they're headed. So, all right, Chris, uh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Great talking. Yeah. To you. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? PWTorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's PWTorch.com. All right, let's, uh, let's try to get to Harvey in Chicago. I uh, hope your cell phone is holding up. I uh, just saw your email. Uh, Harvey, were you at the show tonight? Uh, yes, I was. All right, cool. Well, uh, how was it? Tell us what, what we might not have noticed by watching on TV, especially <laughs> if you've been listening to the show tonight here. Um, it was probably the, the loudest and the quietest I've ever heard Chicago. <laughs> it uh, came across that CM way. Punk oh. chant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The CM Punk chant during uh, the women's segment, was it was deafening. But during the cruiserweights, like, it was awkward. It was so quiet. Like, <laughs> I felt uncomfortable sitting in the crowd. Wow. They uh, liked Austin so. Aries. Yeah, no, that was uh, really exciting. Everyone was really into that. It's uh, been a long time coming, so everyone was super. Uh, it was like the, the high points were super high. At this, uh, this is my third Raw. So it was super high, but like compared uh, to last time, it just felt like the lows were really, really low. Um, and people got really restless. Um, so that's probably Anything? why I've got some CM Punk champs. Oh, go ahead. Did anything surprise you in terms of the crowd reaction um, to anybody or anything in particular? Yeah, I heard, uh, before Raw started, they always have the, the like commercials on the Titantron. And even before the show started, um, everyone was booing Goldberg. And I knew yeah. there'd be like some people would be upset, but it was so loud. Like they were really upset with Goldberg. So when he came out and everyone he got the CM Punk chance, like I wasn't surprised at that point because he had popped up on the screen like two or three times that people were laying into him, just his image. Wow. And, and does that, why do you think that was? Uh, I have to assume Kevin Owens. I, yeah. I have no clue. I mean, yeah. I mean, when he was uh, coming to the ring, when people were, when he was coming to the ring, everyone wanted Lieutenant Goldberg, but once he arrived, not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, anything happened before the show or after the show in terms of dark matches or or post raw segments of no? Uh, well, I guess uh, main event spoilers: uh, Jinder Mahal versus Curtis Axel. Uh, Jinder won, and then there was a cruiserweight tag: uh, uh, Mustafa Ali and uh, Gallagher versus uh, Nice and someone else who I forgot. So, and okay. uh, baby faces went over in that one. Uh, how was Gallagher? Was Gallagher over? Uh, yeah, but it was it was really quiet. Like all the cruiserweight segments were really really quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything uh, after Raw went off the air? If uh, the closing scene, you know, last we saw was Undertaker just holding his arm up. Uh, Roman kind of like leaned on the turnbuckle and looked kind of like disappointed, but that was it. Uh, Backlash okay. will be back in Chicago after Mania. So. All right. Yeah. That. Well, God. Yeah. That's going to be. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, any, anything else you want to add uh, besides the in-person perspective? Just thoughts on 
on what they did? Uh, well, I mean, keeping Stephanie off TV, I know everyone already always harps on it, but bringing her out in Chicago always seems like they want CM Punk chance. Like, she will <laughs> get CM Punk chance, and they bring her out yeah. every time in Chicago. It's weird. It, like, it feels like they're doing it on purpose at this point, because, like, every time in Chicago, they bring her out, and they know it's going to happen. So... I think Stephanie enjoys it. I don't think she's, I don't think Stephanie is genuinely annoyed. I think there's probably another adjective for it other than annoyed. Um, but I think she enjoys the challenge of a crowd and, and neutralizing them. And I think she kind of takes some joy in that, but I also just, I mean, I, here I'll take, I'll say, I think if they had their way, they wouldn't ever hear a CM Punk chant again. But I think when they go to Chicago, they know it's going to happen. They, and Stephanie, I think enjoys stepping up and facing it and trying to shut the fans down and getting to call them losers and all of that kind of thing. But I, what I thought was interesting is Triple H in that video segment talking about how WWE treats their athletes so great. You know, our rehab, rehabilitation, it's the best doctor. And I, they're in Chicago, the crowd's chanting CM Punk. Punk had expressed uh, dismay with how he was treated and it, that he felt his health was disregarded. Uh, and symptoms are there of concussion issues. And, and so I just, I thought, I wonder if that, they would have said that if they were not in Chicago or if the situation with Punk had never happened. It, it felt a little weird and out of character for the heel Triple H character just to put over Punk's rehab treatment that WWE is paying for so heavily. I, if it wasn't that, I, I feel like there's some other ulterior inspiration for that. Harvey, anything else? Yeah. No, that was it. All right, cool. Appreciate you calling. Always good to get somebody right. who's at the show. Uh, call again. All right, that is uh, Harvey, who is in Chicago for tonight's program. One more break, and then we'll come back and finish up with more calls. So if you can hold on, if you're on hold and can hold on, please do. Here is our uh, final break of the show. All right, I'm back for the final segment here of the PW Torch livecast. Don't forget to check out pwtorch.com every day for the latest breaking news, TV reports, pay-per-view reports, special features, and so much more. Joey Galizia will have his SmackDown primer midday tomorrow to get, catch you up on what happened last week and forecast what might happen or what is scheduled to happen on t- uh, Tuesday's episode of SmackDown. Back to the phone lines we go. Let's go to Naveen in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Naveen, thanks for calling again. What have you got for me tonight? How's it going, Wade? Can you hear me okay? Yes, I hear you fine. Yes, awesome, awesome. So I just wanted to add to the previous caller. Um, I drove to Chicago as well. Um, oh, great. And it was... So I heard I heard about, about Undertaker possibly showing up, so I didn't want to miss it. Um, so, so just to add to the previous caller, um, what, what was really surprising was that there were very, very few signs from the audience. I don't know what it, what it looked like on TV, but I, I sat in the cheap ticket section um, yeah. across from the stage, and there were barely any signs. Like, uh, I was pretty surprised. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and Enzo and Cass, I think, got the biggest pop of the night. I don't know, at least from my, from my section. Um, and, um, so, so how did, I wanted to ask, um, I remember like there were CM Punk, CM Punk chants during Goldberg and he said something I couldn't hear. Did, how, how do you think he handled it? I don't, 
he said something weird. I mean, he sounded like he was flustered and said, mumbled something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was, oh, I, I mean, I'm always kind of a little uh, on edge when Goldberg has a microphone. I'm always a little worried it's uh -huh. not going to go well. He's going to lose his train of thought or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the crowd very early on was, um, you know, getting on him. And I'm not sure how that, if that rattled him or not, but he did say, I stand before you a very humbled man. Uh, I couldn't be here without mm -hmm. you. You know, his supporters cheered louder, even as there were some boos. You know, I mean, there were some fans who were like, no, no, I, I'm not going to boo this guy. I'm going to cheer louder because of him. So it was interesting kind of hearing the different, different parts of the crowd do what they did. But that CM Punk chant was loud. And he just goes, yeah, he nodded to the beat of it. He goes, yeah, uh -huh. I hear that. And then it was right away Paul Heyman came out. And Goldberg had teased that he was going to reveal something that he had never said before. And he never got around to it. Uh -huh. So I, I'm, that's, I don't know if that'll be something we wonder about forever or he addresses it um, on another episode of Raw or something. But I, I know I'm, I'm kind of wondering what he was going to say had Heyman not interrupted him. Maybe Heyman's interruption was planned all along and they just, that was, you know, meant to make, drive us a little, mm -hmm. little nuts. But, but I doubt it. And, and um, I was sitting uh, across from the, uh, the section in the top, across from the, from the stage. Um, yeah. and f just a note to like other, other fans that might show up during the WrestleMania season. Uh, so I could barely see the, see the Titan Tron because the WrestleMania, the stupid WrestleMania sign totally obstructed the view of the oh, Titan Tron. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, um, it, you know, just a note about, uh, on that one. And, and, and the main reason for showing up was um, Undertaker and that entrance was just magical. I, I had like goosebumps and it was, it was just amazing. Um, I didn't, I don't know if Chicago crowd expected it because a couple of, couple of people, um, you know, started, started leaving and I had to uh, let one of the, one of the fans know that Taker might show up. And I, how was it, how did it come across? Did they sound genuinely surprised that he show up or was it like a normal I, amazing reaction to take her um it was it was a, it was a big reaction but I, I would say on tv it did not sound like um it, it, the crowd was not i don't think they were chanting undertaker before he showed up so and i'm unless i'm missed it i don't think they were chanting undertaker before he showed up so i think the majority i think if the fans were expecting him they would have been chanting for that um, and instead, I think they were still doing CM Punk. I think that they were mm -hmm. into, um, I think that they were very much into Undertaker showing up. I mean, it, it came yeah. across as a, as a pop of reverence for mm -hmm. a mega star who they were glad was there. And in part, Absolutely. obviously, part of the enthusiasm for him is you're not, um, you're not Roman Reigns. And we, we like you for that, too. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the 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 holy shit chants, you know, were were loud too. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it was successful. I mean, I'm trying to uh, think if if it struck me that the fans were aware, but I would say when Braun st stepped out of the ring, that's the first time a really loud Undertaker chant ha took place. So right, because the order of the um, appearance sounded weird because I, I expected Roman to show up and something happening, and then Taker to show up. And if you remember, or 
and if I'm not mistaken, they played Roman's team for like a quick second. I don't know if it was it was like a botch or something, but they played Roman's for a quick second, and then Undertaker, you know, the gong hit. Um, yep, yep. It was well done. Yes, it was. It was amazing. Um, and let me see. I took some notes. I'm just trying to see if there's anything I need to add. Um, Neville, I think I thought worked really well. Uh, you know, he worked the crowd really well. They were, yeah. in terms of all cruiserweight matches, he he got the loudest reaction during the match. Um, and uh, and one last thing that it was it was it was crazy silent during during Sasha and Bailey's match. I even tweeted you. Um, I, yeah, it was unexpected because I can understand with cruiserweight matches, you know, there's. Expected silence and people showing up, you know, leaving for concession stands and stuff. But it was super weird uh, how silent it was during Bailey and Sasha's match. Um, yeah. I didn't know how it came across on the TV, but uh, people were just dying for it. Actually, they cheered when Charlotte started, you know, interfering. Um, but, <laughs> God. But, yeah. Well, I think they've <laughs> damaged Bailey's character um, because people have been speaking truth to her and she didn't seem to care. And now she suddenly cares. And, and now she, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's too bad. It's too bad. I don't think Bailey's character was, was hard to get right. And they found a way to, to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And I could barely hear bare, uh, Bailey's or Shasha's promos. Cause I don't know if it's something wrong with this sound oh, system, yeah. audio system, but Charlotte was really good. I mean, her voice is really good. So it, it was very clear. The promo was really clear. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun. I'm so glad I showed up, uh, cause I know Undertaker's days in the ring are numbered, so I yeah, didn't want to yeah. miss it. Um, do you, but, do you remember who yeah. Tony Nese teamed with in the, uh, main event dark match or the pre raw match? I want to say Noam Dar, Noam Dar and Alicia Fox, they showed up. Um, do you, do you remember seeing Noam Dar or Alicia Fox during the main match by any chance or no? No. No, then it's then it's definitely them. Uh, okay. Yep. That, that, good. So we yep. filled that out. So, um, yep. Jinder Mahal beat Axel, Curtis Axel, and Mustafa, and yep. Gallagher beat and Mason. Curtis Axel got really good pop. Curtis Axel got oh, okay. really good pop. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like. I guess Chicago was AWA work. territory, so um, there's still some carryover from that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I was gonna call um, right away, but but um, I had to like wait for the for the wrestlers to leave. I I, I caught few of them leaving the arena. It's always fun seeing them. What did you know? Oh um, yeah. Any any it, any anecdote or story from that? Anyone signal the crowd or ignore them? Oh, the fans oh yeah. I'm so glad you asked. So <laughs> everybody just you know uh, saw quite a few of them. Just nothing nothing significant. But Samoa Joe, he shows up. He, you know, rented a white Volkswagen, some um, Jetta or something. But yeah. he, all the, all the, you know, some of the fans were cheering, and he milled it for like two minutes. He would stand there, pose, uh, wear his jacket slowly, and made like, you know, made a good scene. And he's he he appeared like he was walking towards the fans, and he goes, nah. Get out of here. <laughs> that, uh, it, 
Yeah, he knew how to. Everybody just, you know, got in the car and left. But Samoa Joe, I thought it was it was really fun. How he how he did that. That's cool. Um, were, were there any baby faces who ignored the crowd and and should have acknowledged them? Um, no. Like, it was it was nothing. It was nothing. I mean, um. Like Jack Gallagher, he just uh, he he sounded like he he was trying to find out where his car was. They had like <laughs> special parking, but he he got into one car first, then he got into another car, um, <laughs> and yeah, um, Austin Aries though, like I, I I saw him like super close by, and uh, you know I said something, and he he just ignored. But but Rich Swan, I, I I said what's up, and he's like, hey, how you doing? You know, he just at least acknowledged it. You know. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty sweet. That's too bad. Aries didn't acknowledge uh, it. I mean, you know, he's a baby face. He's in Chicago. Um, that's yeah, too bad. He got, yeah, he. I thought he his he, he got really good pop. Um, and how he handled the whole promo, I thought really, I thought it was really good. Um, what do you what do you think about? You know that match. It's so easy. Is it the baby face in that in that yeah. feud? Then yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it worked out that they were in Chicago for Aries revealing. You know, he's ready to get back in the ring. But yeah, I, I, Neville's definitely definitely entrenched as a heel of that division right now. Mhm. Mhm. And that's good. I think Aries will, Aries will get himself over as a as a lead baby face. I think. Yes, and and I and I really think his commentary work really, you know, helped him yeah. get noticed and uh, people respect him. I I think I think like the main main mainstream crowd got to know him even before they saw him on the main roster. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Naveen, great. I, I appreciate the anecdotes, and I'm I'm glad I put pushed you for a few more few more stories there at the end. Yeah, no problem. Uh, pleasure's always mine. Thank you for taking the call. Sure. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Always cool to hear from people who are in attendance at the show. So uh, thanks to those of you um, who do that each week. With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps, but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link and you click on it and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership pwtorch.com slash go VIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. All right, uh, Kenny, Mobile, Alabama. Thanks for your patience. What have you got for me tonight? Yeah, um, you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, I think so. Keep talking, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. I want to get uh, your opinion. Do you think the closer we get to Mania, do you think the crowd's going to be uh, like they were with Goldberg, kind of more against him, or do you think that um, he's going to have cheers and uh, the crowd's going to 
Boo Lesnar. Because I kind of think, you know, closer we get, he might have to face this type of crowd, um, you know, thinking he's going to be on Raw. Um, that's all I got for you, and I look forward to hearing uh, you and Sam on Wednesday night. All right, cool. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, and Kenny may be listening to us Wednesday night. We'll be on the air live Wednesday afternoon. So join us. You can listen out of band Wednesday night, but uh, one Eastern Wednesday, Sam Roberts joining me for the midweek flagship. And then, as I noted, Jim Ross joining me Thursday for interview Thursday, also at one Eastern. Um, yeah, I think Goldberg's going to get booed uh, more and more. I mean, it just happens. There's nostalgia acts that people are into. And then uh, people start turning on them <laughs> or just, they are, it's less of a novelty. And then they start looking at a more objective evaluation of them. And I think people are going to look at Goldberg and they're going to see him perhaps as not delivering in the ring or on the microphone. And that will start to get to them. (laughs) They'll start to say, wait a second, this guy can't cut a promo and he can't uh, have a full-fledged match. And I like Lesnar better because he's sacrificed himself. I mean, people are going to think different ways, depending on what type of fan you are. But some are going to think, hey, Lesnar, Lesnar helped Goldberg get over, did the job a couple times, and he's still so damn cool. Uh, but WrestleMania is a weird show in the sense that I don't know if it's going to try to push Goldberg as a heel and have Lesnar be – or push Goldberg as a face and have Lesnar be um, you know, trying to be the heel or just have Mania be that sort of – not exception – well, exception to the rule in that – it's just star against star and let the pieces fall where they may like Cena and rock, um, you know, Michael's undertake, just, it's just stars. And if fans cheer, great. If they boo, great, uh, certain wrestlers, but it's mostly about giving them something special. And that might be the way the hype goes too. But yeah, I think Goldberg will get increasingly negative reactions. The more appearances he makes, and I think they should limit him um, because he's not a guy that they can count on to, uh, to deliver, uh, a go-home promo, an effective promo. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Jake in Portage, Indiana. Uh, Jake, thanks for rolling so long. What have you got for me? Hey, what's up, Wade, man? I'm driving home from the show, too. Oh, great, great. Yeah, I was thinking maybe with that area code yeah. you, uh, you went, yeah. Yeah, man, it was uh, really awesome. Uh, I've been to at the Allstate, man, 25, 30 shows, and this is right there close to the top. Uh, I mean, nothing for me will ever top Money in the Bank 2011, but this is right there with just seeing The Undertaker come out and the nostalgia that he has is good nostalgia, and it was 100% Taker over Roman in that building. I didn't see anybody over 10 years old cheering for Roman Reigns, and that includes my 11-year-old <laughs> son, who was <laughs> 100% behind Taker. That's funny. Well, uh, I mean, uh, I mean it's the, Undertaker. The, you know, I... I I don't think Roman's going to feel terrible if fans choose Undertaker over him. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, that's, that's better than everyone, you know, if he were feuding right now with Kevin Owens as a heel and everyone is cheering Owens, you know, Roman can be embarrassed by that. It's a peer, it's a contemporary, fans are choosing a heel over him, but it's freaking Undertaker. So I, I think Roman will be less irked or embarrassed by the crowd reactions. But yeah, it's, I think you're right. Age-wise, it's going to be few people cheering for, for Roman. I, I'm I'm curious how Roman reacts to it. The body language, uh, does he seem upset by it? And and where do those fans who you say, like you say, some fans who normally cheer Roman, do they eventually side with Taker too? I mean, yeah, how can you not? I mean, um, I, I've been watching this thing since day one. And when Roman, when he first came out with the Shield, man, I was like, all right, like you can just tell that this guy was put there for a reason. 
he didn't talk a lot. He didn't really wrestle a lot. He, it was more about Ambrose and Rollins and Phil at first. And then slowly, as when he went on his own, it, it was just the spoon fed. And I think that's why the fans are so anti-Roman is because they're, it's the establishment telling us, like, this is who you're going to like, and this is what we're going to give you whether you like it or not. And that's why I think we're so about CM Punk is because he's that anti-establishment guy, and yep. he gave us memories of Chicago that we're going to love forever. We'll, we'll never turn our back on him. And uh, as soon as she came, the music hit for Stephanie. I looked at my brother. I said, are you ready? Because it's going to get loud there. <laughs> and, and that's, and I think that's what it is, man. We, the Roman is, they tell us you like him, period. And, and they didn't, they never wanted them to us to like Punk. They, he was the guy that he, he rose to the top, kind of like Daniel Bryan, against what they wanted. And, and I think they don't like that. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's good to get a in, you know in-person perspective from that market, but I don't know when it's going to die down. I don't know when they're going to the, the the punk Chicago. Uh, I mean, if the fact that punk is a Chicago guy and a huge Blackhawks fan, and that's a Blackhawks town, I think that contributes to it too. I mean, if punk just disappeared completely, but I don't think losing an MMA did a lot of harm to his reputation in Chicago. I think it might have hurt him elsewhere. I agree. Yeah. Uh, any any other in-person notes? Uh, anything else? Any other observations or things that surprised you? Uh, yeah, I missed the first few minutes of the show. I didn't know if anybody mentioned that Backlash is going to be the May pay-per-view. That's the next time they're coming to Chicago. I think yep. it was May 21st, SmackDown only pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, that was that was announced tonight. And then, uh, I mean, Aries was over like Rover, too, man. It, it was really mm-hmm. interesting seeing that. And, and, the, and the Goldberg kind of shocked me, but I get it. And... Um, with Lesnar, he, he got, I mean, the roof blew off when he came out, too, because no one was expecting that, and uh, it wasn't advertised, and uh, that, I love that about the Lesnar character, is when he can, when he shows up unadvertised, it's like, oh, my God, like, this dude's here, and it's just so cool. Did you sense, uh, did you know Taker or hear any talk in the building that Taker was going to be there? Oh, yeah, I, I had a feeling all day. We were hiding it from my son, my brother, and I was <laughs> Good. We're trying to keep it a secret secret as we could from him, like, don't say nothing because we think he's going to be there for sure. And everybody yeah. I was talking to around me were all like, when, when the Jericho uh, Samoa Joe match went on before the Roman segment, it was sealed in my mind that he was going to come out. Yeah. Yep. And there was yeah, that makes sense. Good deductive deduct reasoning. Yeah. Well, cool, Jake. Uh, have a safe trip home. Eh? Any closing comments or anything else to add? No, I mean, I just really appreciate everything you do. I, I think you take my call because as soon as I get out of the arena, I'm like, dude, I got to call Wade right now, <laughs> man, because I know you like those. I know you like those in uh, in-house reports and whatnot. Go Bears! That's very, very much. Yeah, all right, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Thanks a lot. All right, man. You bet. Take care. We'll talk to you. Talk to you next time you call. All right. Uh, sorry to everybody. I got to run. I got to still do my Wade Keller hotline running down this whole show. I do like 45 minutes in depth running down everything. There's a lot we haven't talked about that happened on Raw. Go VIP right now. And you can hear my, that is a common question I get. And I feel I should uh, say that more often. But anyway, uh, that'll do it for me for today. Great. Long show. Lots of callers. A uh, lot to talk about from Raw. I'll talk about SmackDown exclusively tomorrow. And then we'll try to make sense of it all with Sam Roberts and Jim Ross on Wednesday. And Thursday, more to listen to if you haven't yet regarding Fastlane with Pat and Greg. So check that out. That was a show right before this one on Sunday night. Thank you again, everybody.
One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. Welcome to the PW Torch Livecast. I am Wade Keller, back in the SmackDown host chair after attending SmackDown in person last week, thanks to Pat McNeil and Greg Parks for taking over the program last Tuesday night. We're here to talk about the greatest main event in SmackDown history. And if you don't believe me, Mara Ronaldo and JBL and David Otunga, I don't know if anybody else uh, said it was such, maybe tough. Um, uh, Randy Orton victorious with an RKO RKO out of nowhere against AJ Styles many people saw this as a dream match we'll talk about whether the 18 minutes of action in the ring lived up to dream match stature Uh, also on the show Daniel Bryan announced that Alexa Bliss will defend her women's championship against all eligible women on the Smackdown roster with Naomi out they uh, decided not to focus on a one-on-one or three-way or four-way match. Just throw them all in there, and they built tension between – well, built tension is probably an understatement. Uh, Mickey James uh, giving a spin hook kick to the face of Alexa Bliss after Bliss won their tag match with against an odd couple pairing of Natalia and Becky Lynch. Uh, Mickey was upset that Bliss seemed to be reneging on an understanding they had that Bliss would – give back to, excuse me, Bliss would give Mickey a title, a shot at her title at WrestleMania. Although I'm not quite sure where in the WWE narrative, any wrestler should think they get to decide who they defend the title against. But that aside, Mickey James should know better. Uh, Mickey was upset that Bliss seemed to be reneging on that. There was tension already. Bliss then stole the pinfall to steal the glory in the main event and, uh, and then got a little bossy with Mickey after the match that led to an apparent breakup of that short-lived duo. Uh, so those are two of the big stories on the show. We got a long 12-minute explanation by Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan that could have taken this long. Because Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble, but gave up his match as long as he was with Bray Wyatt. But last week, broke up with Bray Wyatt. He now wants his WrestleMania title match back. And Daniel Bryan agrees. But uh, Shane McMahon thinks that AJ Styles won his match uh, last week against Luke Harper. He should get his title shot that he earned. It'd be unfair to take it away. Um, So Shane said that, excuse me, Shane said that Styles earned that shot. And as a result, Randy Orton and AJ Styles are fighting each other. Anybody could have said that. And what was that? I mean, I've kind of stumbled over it. It probably would have smoothly taken 25 seconds. They managed to stretch that into 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Well, it was about 11 minutes because there was a one-minute video package or maybe a two-minute video package at the beginning. But... That was a long journey. I mean, more reasonably, they could have done that in 90 seconds. Uh, but really, I bet they could have hit all the major points in 20, 25 seconds. So wasn't crazy about that. We had John Cena and Nikki Bella easily defeating James Ellsworth and Carmella with stereo five-knuckle shuffles and stereo attitude adjustments. It was weird seeing John Cena 
sexualized or in a out there with Nikki and kissing her and I don't know. And then afterwards, Miz said that uh, AJ Styles, it was weird, he made Nikki sign a contract in order to be her girlfriend. Um, in order to be her boyfriend, I should say. Or there's a real story there um, <laughs> that Miz was breaking. So, yeah, I mean, uh, with another kind of shoot style promo with Miz. He said Cena is emotionless and does everything he does for the success of the brand. He is robo-Cena. But he said he won the lottery because he is someone as he found someone to be his girlfriend who is as attention driven and power hungry as he has, as he is. But I understand that Nikki and John's plastic fabricated lives spits on every real relationship and it stops now. Maurice then took the mic from his and dropped it on Nikki's head. They just beat them up at ringside. So they had to listen while riding in pain. And then uh, Barry Corbin beat up Dean Ambrose with a metal sticker rod backstage. Mojo Raleigh, breaking big news. He's going to enter himself in the under the giant Royal Rumble. Dolph Ziggler apparently headed there too because he came out and irritated Mojo and got in his face. And uh, that was about that's about it, I think. Oh, Austin Aries introduced himself to the SmackDown audience and said on 205 Live tonight he's going to say what's in his game plan. So that's a summary of tonight's episode of SmackDown. Um, it, it was a very big week for Raw. Undertaker showing up unexpected. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar facing off. Uh, Charlotte Bailey, Becky, not Becky, uh, Charlotte Bailey and uh, Stephanie and uh, Sasha Banks, the boss, all getting into it. I mean, it was a big episode of Raw. A lot of star power, a lot of big names, a lot of special attractions. This felt, uh, this felt more like the B-Show this week relative to Raw. Some people on Twitter disagreeing with me on that one uh, because they think B-Show means better show. But B doesn't stand for better. It just means not Vince McMahon's priority. And when you look at this WrestleMania lineup, it, it does feel, especially with Undertaker going over to Raw, it, it's just very Raw, het Raw-centric in terms of where the money matches are. I am not convinced at all that the fans are going to care about Randy Orton against Bray Wyatt. I mean, even here in this main event, Randy hit the RKO out of nowhere. Crowds always pop for the RKO. But when he scored the three count, it seemed like the crowd was more deflated. The AJ Styles chants during his promo were more intense than the cheer for Randy Orton, at least as it came across to me through my speakers on television. So I want to talk about the show with you. This is a SmackDown post show. I do want to note that tomorrow, Sam Roberts from the Sam Roberts Show, the Sam Roberts Podcast and Sirius Satellite Radio and his weekly wrestling show, he'll be on with me on the Midweek Flagship. And we'll talk about the big picture of everything going on in the professional wrestling industry that you want to talk about. So you can begin emailing questions about Raw, SmackDown, Fastlane, WrestleMania 33, the upheaval and changes in TNA, the Hardy showing up at Ring of Honor this weekend in Manhattan, and uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, now Bully Ray again, showing up also in Ring of Honor, and on and on. A lot going on in wrestling, headed into the final stretch here, four weeks, headed into WrestleMania. So that's tomorrow, 1 Eastern. I'll be with Sam Roberts. He'll be the co special co-host. And then Thursday. As I announced last night on the Raw post show here at uh, PWTorchLiveCast.com, Jim Ross will be my guest, and we'll delve into WrestleMania season and his thoughts on all of those topics that I just brought up. So it's going to be a great week. Already has been. We had a really good show yesterday with a lot of good callers discussing uh, the uh, newsworthy, very news for the episode of Monday Night Raw, about an hour and a half of that available to you for free at PWTorchLiveCast.com. Or subscribe on any popular podcast feed, including Stitcher. I think we are the number one pro wrestling show on Stitcher, which is 
pretty cool. And uh, I just checked the email. Looks like we already have some questions coming in from uh, for Jim Ross. So keep those coming in. Our email address is pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. Actually, have a lot of good questions already coming in for the next two days. One Eastern, both dates, Wednesday and Thursday. So join us live if you can. And then Thursday night, right after Impact, Mike McMahon and Andrew Socek will have a review of the first of the true new era episodes of Impact. It'll be on this show that they announced uh, the TNA, rep, TNA name is gone. They are now just Impact Wrestling. Anthem presents Impact Wrestling. And a lot of new things at the last set of TV tapings. They will be discussing them. That show stays largely spoiler-free. Um, they were very hard to uh, tell callers that and stay away from things. There's a few news, newsworthy items that are just uncontainable after a TV taping like uh, Impact had, but they'll do their best to focus on just the first episode, first two hours on Thursday night, uh, right after Impact. They go live just like this show does on Tuesday nights and the Raw Post show. They go live right after Impact on Thursday nights. I think the ratings will be up. I think there will be some sort of bump for the new era beginning. And they'll have a lot to talk about. So continue to call and listen live. That show is gaining momentum, new callers, growing listenership. They're doing a great job with that post-impact show, Mike McMahon and Andrew. So check our check them out Thursday night. And then Friday, Bruce Mitchell will be back with Rich Fan. I guest hosted for Bruce last Friday with Rich Fan. You can check that out if you missed it. Last Thursday, also a really good podcast, live cast episode, interview Thursday with Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, some new information from him about his Hall of Fame announced uh, how he found out that he was going to be in the Hall of Fame this year and uh, some WCW stories. Uh, we talked some DDP yoga and nutrition at the very end, uh, but a uh, good show. Uh, DDP always brings it. And this was one of his uh, better hours that he spent with us in terms of just uh, interesting tidbits and anecdotes about um, current stuff and past stuff. So check that out if you missed it. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. All right. Well, let's uh, with all that business out of the way, let's go to our uh, first caller of the program and uh, our phone number. I should give out in case you're uh, listening and don't have it handy. 515-605-9345. That's 515-605-9345. Let's begin with area code 419 tonight. 419, you're on the program. Please state your name and where you're calling. Uh, Denny Crum calling from Toledo, Ohio. How are you doing today on Night Wade? I'm, do, I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. What have you got for me today? Um, I, uh, you know, to elaborate on your point, um, when the, you said the crowd kind of felt deflated after uh, the one, two, three hit in the main event, if you, yeah. uh, if you noticed in the, in the first promo when uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon were doing, should we give the title shot to Randy Orton or should we give it to AJ Styles? Well, AJ Styles got a way bigger pop um, for that, in, you know, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, well, one of the things I, like, I noticed, and, you know, you, like, you, you talk about a lot, you know, one of those uh, fix your tie things. That it's not a huge deal, but it's one of the things that bugs, you know, people, like historians of the business. And this is kind of fresh in my mind because I think the last time I talked, I called, 
I told you I'd been uh, reading the you know, previous, the old newsletters, and I'm about around the time for the WrestleMania 15 build. And Shane McMahon said that um, this has never happened before, where the Royal Rumble winner uh, gave up oh, his yeah. title shot. And yeah. it literally happened in 1999 with, with uh, Vince McMahon. He gave up his title shot. And um, I'm not sure if they didn't want to, like, give attention to that, because uh, according to the, quote, rule book, the um, runner-up for the Royal Rumble gets it. If uh, the winner can't get it, um, that, that was in 1999 when they did the whole Vince uh, Austin um, thing. Um, so, I mean, like, little things like that bug me. And, uh, I will say Shane said the tradition is the winner of the Royal Rumble goes to the main event. I, I can't remember the exact wording, but I know it jumped out to me. He said it is a tradition. I don't know if he said without exception. But um, I, 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 I thought it sounded pretty definitive, but I could be wrong, too. I could just be misremembering. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I think I, he wanted I, to give I, the impression I, in making his case that it was almost unprecedented. I, I guess from a pure stickler standpoint, it struck me as maybe he gave himself some wiggle room. But like you said, it's, it's not, not that big of a deal for the point that he was trying to make. And, hey, Shane doesn't even watch Raw, so maybe back then he wasn't watching Raw and didn't know that happened. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, um, you know, I... So, and the, the last thing I wanted to say was um, I, I'm not a, a fan of what they're doing with the women's match. Um, I feel like if they wanted to get all the women on the show, they could have done like a pre-show battle royal and the winner gets to face Alexa Bliss. Because I think they're trying to go for the surprise factor, like Naomi's going to show up or something, or maybe hedging their bet to see if Naomi's going to get cleared or not. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't like the defending the title against everyone angle that they're going at right now i feel like there's better ways they could have done it and get the uh, get to get the other women who aren't going to be i mean we're already doing a triple threat maybe a fatal four-way on raw i feel like there should be a, a one-on-one women's match on the main card yeah i'm more forgiving of of this even though i'm, I'm generally if you listen to me a lot you know that i, I like one-on-one matches way more than three-way uh and more than four-way although i think four ways are better than three ways but uh, i I'm right. a little forgiving because they don't, they weren't building to that one epic one-on-one match. And I think there is some parody on the SmackDown side, as far as the women go. And with Naomi getting right. hurt, it did throw plans off. So, I mean, normally I'm, you know, first in, first in line to say, you know, come on, just build up a one-on-one match. I, I think that it, WrestleMania is going to be a long show. I don't think everyone should get a WrestleMania participation ribbon. This does feel like right. a year where post roster split, I think the SmackDown women have stepped up and earned some, I, the idea that they've been able to compete with Sasha Bailey and Charlotte, who had such a reputation coming in and that Alexa Bliss has risen. Naomi has done some, some nice work, uh, some criticism of her work in the ring. I get that, but just, I think they've, they've, they've made her seem like she belongs in that mix it, within the narrative. And I mean, Becky's Becky and on and on. And Mickey James being added, which obviously adds uh, some veteran uh, prestige. I, I, I kind of like the idea that, that they are all going to kind of have a moment at WrestleMania and not just end up, you know, a one one-on-one match and everybody else just off the show. So like I said, I'm kind of right. going against the grain. Normally, I don't think everyone deserves a participation ribbon and everybody needs to be on the show. I kind of feel okay with this decision this year, I don't want to see it become a tradition. I want this to absolutely be the exception. Barring injury, I want next year for there to be a one-on-one match that they spend six months or four months building up. Yeah, I can I can see that. I understand. Um, and also, uh, one last thing, I'll be uh, I'll be at Raw in Detroit Monday, so I'll be looking out for my call. I know you like to get a live perspective, so I'll be able to get it on Monday. 
Cool. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate your VIP membership, too. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. That is uh, Denny from Toledo, Ohio, a VIP member kicking off the show today. We're going to go to our first break. When we come back, more of your calls. Stay tuned. A lot we're checking out over at PWTorchLiveCast.com. But we're here tonight talking SmackDown. Decent amount happened on tonight's show. Wasn't quite at the level of, uh, of uh, raw newsworthiness in terms of the big names and Undertaker coming back. But... It was a big show. Let's get in at what could be an in-person perspective here from uh, Indianapolis. Uh, Jack from Indianapolis, did you attend SmackDown tonight? Hey, Wade, can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can. Yep, this is Jack from Indianapolis. Can you hear me, Wade? I sure can. Tell me about the show tonight. Are you still there watching 205 Live? Yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm here watching 205 Live right now. It, uh... It, it was a, a a rather lackluster show. It felt like compared to you know Raw making a lot of developments for WrestleMania. It seemed like SmackDown's developments were kind of minimal, and I I don't know. It just it, it don't seem like this particular show delivered. The building was full though. Well, that's good. Uh, we've been talking on the show about Randy Orton and AJ Styles and their relative popularity. Uh, how did the crowd react to AJ compared to Randy? Uh, it seemed like it was big reactions for both of them. Uh, it seemed like Randy Orton did his usual paint by numbers match uh, yeah. until the end, but but the crowd popped for all of his spots, like you know the tease for the Hangman DDT, and you know they popped for everything Randy Orton did. You know, I, I guess I would liken it to a singer playing all of his his greatest hits at a concert, uh, but yeah, they popped yeah. for 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 both of them. And in the end, when uh, Orton won with the RKO, did, did the crowd seem happy that Randy was moving on or a little deflated that it was a clean finish and that seemed to eliminate AJ from main eventing Mania? No, I think, I think just because it was such an impressive RKO, it wasn't a regular one, I think everybody yeah. popped big for it. But, but I, I, you know, I, I was kind of expecting more development, maybe something from Bray Wyatt, so... I was a little shocked by that, but yeah, the crowd popped pretty big for the RKL. Uh, then anything happened af- afterwards in terms of, I mean, like, they go right to 205 Live. I was there last week. I know as soon as SmackDown went off the air, the ring announcer quickly announced the dark match to try to keep people from leaving. Did they do that tonight right after SmackDown ended? Yep. That's yeah, what's exactly the- what they did. And I think it's going to be a Randy Orton and John Cena versus The Miz and uh, AJ Styles, I believe, is what they said. But yeah, they, they announced it right after it went off to keep everybody from leaving. Although it seems like a sizable amount of people still left anyway. Yeah, that's going to happen. What, uh, were there any dark matches beforehand? Uh, yeah, surprisingly, uh, before the show, American Alpha, who didn't even have a presence on the show at all, was yeah. in a, you know, in a, 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 a eight-man tag match. Which and, and the crowd popped big for American Alpha when they came out, but just surprisingly, they weren't on the show, and there was no development for what's even happening with the tag team titles, which I thought was rather strange. Who were, who were in the match, if you remember? Who won? Uh, the uh, it was the American Alpha and uh, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino. They beat uh, the Ascension and Brizongo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a, a decent match, but it would have been nice to see some development for what's gonna happen at uh at WrestleMania. But 
It don't seem like we got a lot of that tonight. And also, the, the, the segment with the Miz and, and John Cena, uh, it was really strange watching John Cena and Nikki lay on the ground like after both of them <laughs> got hit with one move. And they yeah. both just kind of laid there for the whole promo. And they crawled to each other, and they were talking, you know, just laying on the ground. It was it was real strange seeing that in person. They didn't like start they making out found a better they? way. They didn't keep making out, did they? No, no. They, okay. they, they, but they might as well have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did the uh, Shane and, and Daniel Bryan segment at the beginning were for 10-plus minutes they explained why AJ and Orton were fighting each other, even though I think everybody already knew. Did, did that seem to test the patience of the fans? I, I think I would have rather had them talk for three minutes and then have American Alpha wrestle. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Wade. Did you think the Shane, uh, the Shane segment with uh, Daniel Bryan at the top went too long? Uh, yeah, it, it seemed like it was too long. It seems like it didn't really go anywhere. They only told us what we already knew that we were getting that match tonight. So, yeah, yeah. because of that, it seemed like it went too long. Any other uh, any other thoughts or observations from tonight's show from being there in person? No, I, I think that's it, Wayne. I appreciate you taking my call. Cool. Jack, always great to hear from people in buildings. Thanks for calling. Hello, Wayne. That's uh, Jack in Indianapolis. Yeah, I said that the uh, Shane McMahon-Daniel Bryan segment in my SmackDown report on PWTorch.com. Be sure to check that out, by the way. I do live coverage of Raw and SmackDown every night. Hey, guys, it's Mike McMahon from the All Elite After Show. Every week, Andrew Socek and I break down AEW on our free PW Torch podcast. We've been doing this show since 2016. That's right. We're on our fifth year. When we started the show back then, we were talking just Impact Wrestling, and we still talk about them from time to time as well. And over the years, we've branched out to also discuss MLW, and of course, the main event of our program, which is always the latest going on in AEW. Again, the show is called the All Elite After Show with me, Mike McMahon, and my partner, Andrew Socek. You can check us out as part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. You can subscribe to our show and all of the Daily Cast shows just by searching PW Torch on any podcast. App And of course, you can listen ad-free with a PW Torch VIP membership. All right, we're back. Let's get right back to the phone calls. Talking tonight, SmackDown, Matt in Philadelphia. You're up next. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind today? Matt in Philadelphia. Did I get that right? Oh, Wade, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, you probably didn't on that. Okay, yeah, go ahead. What's on your mind? Yeah. Oh, who is this? Sorry about I, that. I, I uh, got the name wrong. I went to the wrong color. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it is Matt. Oh, um, good. Okay. I did call from Philadelphia at one point. Um, okay. When I was well, there in business. That's probably, that's probably yeah, a lie. You don't forget, dude. the last 20 seconds didn't happen. Matt in Philadelphia, <laughs> welcome to the live cast. <laughs> Thanks, Wade. I appreciate you uh, taking my call and just to echo what you were saying before, VIP is the best $10 I spend every month. So anybody listening that hasn't tried it out, definitely need to. Great content. Uh, appreciate everything that you do. Have I mentioned where people go to sign up? Do you know where that is, Matt? Uh, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, color of the night. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. what do you got for me? Yeah, so I was just thinking of 
just watching SmackDown and the Randy Orton AJ Styles match, like you said, crowd didn't seem to know kind of what to do with it. And I want to get your perspective on it. It seems like with SmackDown not having the overrun, the crowd kind of seems to know the beat. Like, yeah, it was an 18-minute match, but you really know the last, not until like the last five minutes, is it really going to pick up? I don't know yeah. if that's why the crowd seems slow to get into it, but uh, definitely wasn't the atmosphere you'd expect from seeing the first-time matchup between those guys. No, but, you know, part of it I, I put on Randy Orton. I mean, I, I know Matt McCarthy yeah, gave an I anecdote know. a few weeks ago on this show about how beat up Randy is, you know, and, and all the things yeah. he just has to be careful about. And he's got a lot of wear and tear in that body, and he, he doesn't want to get injured. He, he's very – he's very I – mean, this wasn't what uh, Matt was talking about, but, you know, Randy does very much mental and physical preparation for his matches. He doesn't like his stretching routine being interrupted. He's just – he's as methodical in his preparation for his promos and his matches – you know, pacing back and forth in the hallway and memorizing all his lines and stretching and mentally getting ready for a match and going through it. And then when he gets out to the ring, everything feels so practiced. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like there's these authentic, spontaneous moments with Randy in a match. Even with the RKO out of nowhere being a signature, that's meticulously planned when it happens too, even if it surprises us. And I think AJ, and is there, I mean, Randy has a track record in recent years. Just, you know, you think it's going to be a dream match because he's got this reputation. And everything just ends up being kind of B minus, you know, he's just kind of the B minus player right now with his match quality. And I mean, it was good. It was a good match. It's hard to pick it apart. It's, you know, yeah. by definition was good, but it didn't feel like, I don't know. It's just, it felt, uh, I can understand a crowd not being energized for, for Orton these days, other than reacting to his signature spots. Cause it's like our last caller said, it's like a, a popular band playing their greatest hits. That's no, a it's a great point, and yeah, with Randy, it is that way. I don't know. I I think like the story they're telling with Randy and Bray. It it doesn't feel like WrestleMania main event. As soon as Bray won the Elimination Chamber match, um, my friends were kind of laughing at me because I was kind of bummed out that you know I was hoping AJ was going to come through because I feel like he deserves that spot. And just nothing about the Wyatt family, the way that they've booked them, uh, Bray Wyatt, and specifically over the years all of a sudden flips a switch one month before WrestleMania and I'm supposed to believe he's going to be in the main event. It just, just didn't, didn't feel like it was going to get me there. Um, just want to know also your take on Shane McMahon is, are you still think they're going to go that way with AJ? I know he was upset that he was booked in the match, but it was funny that Shane made a point to say, you know, I think AJ should be in this match. Uh, Daniel Bryan thinks Randy Orton should be in this match. Not really doing the dissension unless it's just going to, drive AJ further heel to try to try to get heat against Shane, but I don't think that's going to work either. I know. I, I thought that was interesting with Shane taking, taking AJ's side. Um, I wasn't quite sure what to make of that. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I have had my approach to everything this WrestleMania season has been, I, I'm going to believe it as, and it's easy to say this, but I'm going to believe it when I see it. I, I think that there's, I think we are due for something that has been talked about not to happen. <laughs> um, it yeah. seems like everything yeah. that people thought was going to happen has happened. And to me, the one thing that makes the most sense not to happen is Shane against AJ. Of all the things that six weeks ago, everyone was saying, yeah, it's kind of what the word is on the street. You know, this is what's being recorded. I really, this is I really hope you're right. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I hope that, uh, that I don't know what they would do. You know, uh, instead, um, you know, an interbrand match with Finn Balor, interbrand match with Samoa Joe, 
Uh, does anything jump out to you, Matt, as, as with the table set the way it is now, if AJ doesn't end up in a triple threat and I say the definitive finish with Randy tonight eliminates that from the conversation, I think it'd be, you know, I, I mean, I, I think it would be just wild speculation to say they're going to find a way to put AJ in there as a triple threat, which I don't think they should have anyway. What Anything come to mind? No, I mean, all the SmackDown, anybody that's top on SmackDown is would seemingly be gone. So at that point, it would just be kind of a rush job to put something together. I mean, it's going to be anyway, but you know, if it was a cross promotion with raw or, or something, I mean, he could take the, the Seth spot against triple H, but where's that going to come from out of nowhere kind of thing. So I don't even know what they could possibly do. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if people have ideas, it's too bad. Email too. I mean, it's, email yeah, he's the, we'll talk about it the next two days on the, the podcast. The best worker in the company. And I heard probably don't know if it's true or not, but after the Omega Okada match, Vince, Vince was huh. determined to put something on the card that, that could, you know, reach that potential or, or come close to it. And I just don't yeah. think, I just, I mean, if AJ's not in the match, it's not going to happen. And, you know, I think, I know Cena's going away, but I, I always thought the best would have been don't rush the rest of the Royal Rumble match that they had. They gave him, what, about 20, 24 minutes. Give him 35, 40 minutes, AJ and Cena, without that Royal Rumble match in the middle. And I think they really, they could have pushed it to the limit. But I know it's Cena leaving. That probably wasn't practical. I, I agree. I, I, I'm not sure um, what jumps out at this point. Maybe we're missing something, but I'm, I'm all for, again, people emailing or, or posting on Twitter or, um, or calling the show if you've got ideas for AJ other than Shane. I mean, uh, maybe we're just leaving something out that, that, that would be, that, that could work realistically. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. I'll drop off so real people can get on. Uh, thanks yeah. for everything again, and hopefully, some, hopefully somebody will have a good idea about it for AJ for us. Yes, absolutely. Let's, let's, let's come up with an idea. Maybe they'll pick us up on it, even if they weren't thinking about it. <laughs> Thanks for your uh, VIP membership too, Matt, and the endorsement at the top. Absolutely. Thanks, Wade. You bet. All right, very cool. Our phone number here, 515-605-9345. Kenny in Gallatin, Tennessee, you are up next. What's on your mind tonight, Kenny? Hey, Wade, how's it going? I want to talk a little bit about SmackDown tonight. Well, that's what we're here for. You called the right anyway, show on the right day. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I did. Um, I just tell you the truth, I just got done watching it. I was really, really disappointed with tonight's show. I mean, lackluster, I mean, you can say it all right there. It just it just seemed really flat, and I could notice it from the crowd as well. It just seemed like they were really not into it. And I think a, a, the structure of the show was just so different from last week's show, where it felt like it was more polished, you know, a lot more action. It just... It just felt flat to me. It was like, you know, only three yeah. matches. And the was it the women's match the longest match, or was it the main event that was the longest match of the show? Main event went 18. I think that was longer than the women's match. Yeah, that, that women's segment uh, well, with the with the women's wrestlers probably went uh, at least a segment too long, in my opinion. But I will yeah. agree with what you say. They did leave the door open. And my question to you, and I don't think anybody's brought it up yet, does this the way that, that Daniel Bryan set it up, does this leave the door open for Naomi to come back and possibly win the title back at WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, it does, actually. Um, I, by having Bryan declare all eligible women, I mean, you've got to pay attention to wording with WWE. I mean, uh, they don't say stuff usually by accident, and they want there to be a, a, 
They want people to look back and go, oh, now I know why they said that. Which is the lie, by the way. I think there's a possibility Randy Orton Bray Wyatt is the final match at WrestleMania, not Goldberg Lesnar, because they've said the winner of the Royal Rumble will headline WrestleMania. Um, so Vince might have this all planned out that, you know, Lesnar or Goldberg won't be a good enough match to headline. And he doesn't want Undertaker to feel bad or fans to wonder why Undertaker didn't go on last. But that's a dangerous match to put on last. So go with two guys who, you know, can have to give you a B-minus match <laughs> with an exhausted crowd, but pop for the greatest hits and the special effects and all of that. So I don't know. I mean, that, just as an aside, I'm saying that. But yeah, I mean, if Naomi's ready, if she's healthy, and it seems like it's likely she'd be able to at least partake in a multi-woman match into a few spots based on her injury. Um, yeah, I think that door's absolutely open. That, that in its Orlando, she made a big deal of it being her hometown, and that could work out well. Oh, I agree with what you just said about paying attention to the wordings with what they say in the WWE. And uh, kind of going back a little bit to um, the whole deal with Orton and AJ Styles. Um, first off, were you surprised that Bray Wyatt was not on the show tonight? And clearly, I, I just felt like the fans were just really not into it. And, you know, they talk about being the most important uh, main event in SmackDown history, maybe on the live side of it, but I can think of tons of matches that were far better than that. One in particular involving the now soon-to-be Hall of Famer Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar from 2003. They had a, I think it was a 60-minute match. I mean, they were far better main events than that. It's just like, yeah, I could see it from their perspective on the live side, but it's just, I mean, I the match was okay. Idea, uh, Kenny, I think they're selling the idea just that prestige of it. And, and I know people give them a hard time because it is a bit preposterous. I mean, with all due respect to AJ and Randy, SmackDown has had big one-on-one matches that, that have been bigger than this. As much, I get what they're saying. I mean, the winner headlines WrestleMania. The stipulation is there. Randy Orton is a legacy star. AJ Styles, a ph- phenomenal. You know, I mean, he owns that nickname. And it's their you know, first big singles match. I, I don't... It's a, it's a, it was a big deal. I thought they laid it on so thick that it challenged viewers to disagree with them and come up with examples as you did. And I think others would have top three, four, five matches that seem bigger who have a great recall uh, of SmackDown over these, over all these years. So I thought they were heading added with it. I get wanting to build up a big, a match as big. I think they overdid it. And, and I think it started to seem like they were telling us what to think instead of just framing a match as a big deal. They were, kind of, you know, shoving it at us. And, and so I, I would have, I would have in retrospect toned that down. Oh, I agree with you there. Um, anyway, uh, I like the show. Um, of course, your show, of course. And uh, by the way, I got to catch uh, your segment with Bruce. You were talking about what they would have done. And I liked what he said about the idea of, you know, Orton coming in as WWE champion. And shame we didn't get that. Um, I have no idea what they might do with AJ Styles. I think we all have a good idea, but I just hope that it just doesn't wind up <laughs> like it is, but you never know with them. But anyway, it just gives me an opportunity to promote uh, Go VIP because, you know, as I said, I talked about <clears throat> that Bruce Mitchell segment where you guys were coming up with some ideas for that and good opportunity to get the word out there that, hey, you know, it's worth it going VIP. And uh, thanks for taking my call, Wade, and you have a good night. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. Always good to hear from VIP members here on the live cast. Again, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. 
Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying and let us know what you want us to talk about and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. All right, we're back live here at PWTorchLiveCast.com. Tomorrow, Sam Roberts. Thursday, Jim Ross. Both shows airing live at 1 Eastern. Watching the background here during the commercial break, Austin Aries making his 205 Live debut against Tony Nese. And uh, Aries looking good. He is the key right now to taking the Cruiserweight division to that next level. Um, He's got that personality, that alpha personality, that own-the-room type of approach, and that that, uh, self-confidence. He just carries himself like an alpha male. And, you know, something TJ Perkins didn't have. Um, Jack Gallagher, I love him, but uh, not, you know, you're not going to build a serious division around that act. He's a, you know, third, fourth, fifth from the top, um, you know, guy. You, you know, you want him in your top tier because he's super talented and distinct character. But you need an Austin Aries with a lead baby face. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him and Neville. And, and when those two have a match, that could end up being a show stealer on whatever show it's on. Um, so yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to take a break and watch 205 Live, live, live watch it here. All right, let's go next to, uh, Brian from Peoria, Illinois. Thanks Brian for holding. What have you got for me tonight? Um, yeah, it's been a while since we've talked. Hope you're yeah. doing well. I am. Thanks for calling and I appreciate it. Cool. Um, well, first I wanted to say, um, just last night I attended the, um, the SmackDown house show in Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, first live show I've ever been to is it, it was pretty cool. Um, oh really? I didn't you know, know that. Everyone... I didn't know you had to yeah. do a live show. That's interesting. For being a fan. Oh, no, uh, well, yeah, I've yeah I've really uh, only been like a real serious, I guess you'd call it internet fan for like a couple years actually. But uh, yeah, that's another story for another day. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, well, one one of the things that I thought was notable was um, regarding the finish with Styles and Orton tonight. Yeah. Um, they 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 had a they had a big match at the house show last night, and um, um, well, by the way, I am working on a report to submit to um, oh, I think it's PWTorch at Gmail. Yeah, I'm almost finished. Yeah, up with yeah. It. Any everybody, everybody, send results if you attend a live show uh, to PWTorch dot or PWTorch at Gmail dot com. And if you're not sure what format to use, just check out the results section on our website. But um, yeah, just say who beat who and give us the match details and estimate the attendance and we'll turn it into uh, something that looks good for readers. All right, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. One thing I thought, cause I mean, it, it was, I assumed going, seeing that match last night, I assumed it would be a precursor for tonight. Yeah. And um, when I, when I saw Styles setting up for the forearm, the end, I'm like, Oh, here we go. We're going to get the, you know, the forearm into the RKO. But when he faked him out, I, you know, uh-huh. I thought that was kind of clever. It's like they were thinking of me when they were doing that, you know? Um, you know, I, I thought that was a, a clever little touch. Um, also, um, well, for, for, um, I, I want to talk about the women tonight, as some other callers have as well. But yeah. first, did you notice? Um, did you notice when Alexa Alexa used the words? She used the term "title shot," and then she quickly 
tried to correct yeah. herself. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just crazy yeah, everyone walking on eggshells around there. Yeah, yeah, I did I did kind of a fake gasp there. I'm like, oh no, she's in trouble, you know. Um and poor Marlowe yeah, uh, I really wanted calling calling Kurt Hawkins by the wrong first name. You could tell he knew he was in the dock house. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I think you um, about it. Oh. <laughs> and JBL even said that's why Tom Phillips is here, Marlowe. That's why we have Tom Phillips action. So. Wow. Well, I, guess I just I just tune the announcers out sometimes. Yeah. I you know I catch myself napping. Um, but yeah, with with the women's division, um, I, I I completely understand your um, your kind of your exception to the rule about the the division as a whole. Um, and I I've been saying and thinking this for months that you know for um. I think I, I've I've commended the the SmackDown Women's Division in particular for building more than just one or two big names up. You know they they have done a good really good job of um, building the whole division up, which I think is good um, for the, for kind of the overall health of it. But at the same time, I, I do agree with I think you had a previous caller earlier tonight um, that when. Like my my opinion is when it comes to Mania time or SummerSlam time or what have you, I think that's where not having the one or two top you know big time stars does <clears throat> hurt because it feels sometimes despite the you know it's superior booking on SmackDown, the uh, the fact is you don't have you know the big time star power that Raw has and I think for you know big time shows you want to have one or two stars that have been established in that role to, you know, to kind of give it some more oomph, you know? And I, I think that's kind of the unfortunate state. That's kind of the other, the other side of the coin here, the double-edged sword where it feels like this, the SmackDown women's title, not just the title itself, but in, especially the match going into WrestleMania, it feels kind of like a minor league, kind of like a triple a match instead of a major league match. Um, what do you do? You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's something to be said for you know ensemble. Anybody can win on any given night, but there's, I mean, you'd always rather have one or two or three big stars. I mean, I think the Raw Women's Division feels like a bigger deal than the, the SmackDown Women's Division, but that doesn't mean being a bigger deal is a better division uh, or is more entertaining for everybody. I, some people on Twitter. Tonight got confused when I said SmackDown feels like a B-show tonight. They think I'm dissing on SmackDown. It's like, no, the term B-show has been used forever. Um, it's, you know, and AJ tweeted about it saying he turned SmackDown from the B-show into the B-show. Um, but being a B-show doesn't mean it's the lesser show. Sometimes people are very much behind something that isn't the major league show. You're more into something just because you think it's a better show. SmackDown is usually the better show than Raw. But it's starting the yeah. gap in this WrestleMania season between the two of them in terms of which feels like the A show. I mean, the gap is significant. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the star power last night, all the special attractions, whereas SmackDown has the usual crew. It's not, it's, they're not treating the brand equally right now. Um, and the viewership isn't that different uh, between the two shows anymore. So I don't think that, it, and they're both live, they're both in the USA Network. I, I just, I think that's a mistake. But yeah, I mean, sometimes an ensemble makes for something more entertaining. But yeah, I mean, having star power is what draws money. Right. Yeah, and when, when you look back to when the draft happened, um, 
you know, a lot of people were the the uh, the consensus seemed to be that you know, wow, SmackDown's getting screwed. You know, yeah, they have Becky Lynch, but at the time, like that was kind of it. You know, she was. It it was nice seeing her get away from the shadow of the other three horsewomen, Um, but at the same time, it felt like she was. It felt like she was the top star, but just by default, like she was the de facto star. And then you know, it didn't take that long for you know for for them to kind of use her to you know. to have Alexa leapfrogger and yeah, um, at least in my opinion, I think Alexa's leapfrogged her, and you know now you're going to see the rest of the division catching up. Where you know Becky doesn't really feel like as big of a deal anymore, which I think is unfortunate, but you know it's kind of the reality of the situation. Yeah, yeah, and I mean hopefully after WrestleMania things get reset a little bit, uh, and, and, and I mean SmackDown doesn't need to be the A show. But I think WWE, it's in Vince McMahon's interest to do more deliberately, be, work more deliberately, at least after WrestleMania, to try to close the gap between the two shows. And there's only so far, I mean, he, like you were at a house show Monday night. I mean, they won SmackDown house shows. They sell tickets to SmackDown without Raw stars. They have SmackDown pay-per-views. It behooves them to, to, have SmackDown not seem like it's a distant second. And you can have AJ Styles being a star that people pay to see. And he can put on, on Twitter tonight, you know, I've turned SmackDown into the A show and JBL can, you know, brag about it and all that. But at some point you got to deliver some big moments right. that are outside the norm as opposed to just being a good, maybe the better show more weeks than not than Raw. Uh, and, and they've got to, I think they've got to do something that feels like they're doing that, for SmackDown, if not between now Mania, that might be that might be rough. But sometime in the months that follow, you know, shift some of that, shift some of the big magnitude, historically significant wow moments that are out of the ordinary. Deliberately shift some of them to SmackDown, or if they do a roster switch around, be sure that especially you know Cena being on SmackDown is fine, but he's part time. Um, you know that they've been yeah. hurt by. By you know, it's supposed to be even, and, and now granted, you know, Raw lost Seth now and Finn. I mean, it, both brands have taken some hits, but post WrestleMania, SmackDown's going to need an injection. I think everybody's hoping that Shinsuke Nakamura now that Joe's ended up at Raw, and if that's the case, that certainly will help. Yeah, not just the women. Yeah, you're right. The, I mean, the men, the men singles rosters, you know, could use a, so you know, I could use one or two, two. I've got an idea for you. Absolutely, uh, Brad. Anything else? Uh, nope, that's all I got, Wade. All right. Uh, thanks, cool. for, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. I uh, appreciate it. Look forward to your report, by the way, on last night's show, especially it being your first show. Um, I'm very interested in, in hearing what you thought of it. That's, uh, how, do you mind me asking how old you are? How old are you? Like, how, I, I, it's, I, oh, you, I'm, uh, I'm 29 going on 30 uh, next month. Ooh, are you nervous? <laughs> I'd rather not say. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> well, no, it's, just, it's not often somebody, you know, going on 30 goes to their first wrestling show who's who's into it like you are. So, yeah, that's that's, that's uh, very cool. But overall, uh, and what before you go, what surprised you the most about the live experience that you didn't expect, besides the fact that there wasn't uh, commentary? Because that's what a lot of people are surprised by. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I was mindful of that. I, I, was, um, I was a little concerned of... Um, me being engaged in the matches without the commentary. You're right. Cause 
just watching wrestling without it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like going to your first baseball game, um, yeah. where, you know, it's kind of a similar feeling. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess some of, some of the, some of the, like the, the, the crowd reactions were, um, different from what I expected. Cause, um, like, uh, one of, one of the biggest surprises was, uh, Dean Ambrose. He got a massive, he probably got the biggest pop of the night mm-hmm. and throughout the whole match. I mean, the, the crowd was just really into him. And I understand part of it is probably kids, but it didn't sound like a bunch of screaming kids cheering for him. It, I mean, it, it felt like everyone was into him. And then on, t- cause on, on TV for a while, when he still had the, the world title and he was feuding with AJ, it seemed like the fans had kind of given up on him. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was really surprised to hear that. And, and also he, he, um, he faced off against Baron Corbin, you know, for the IC title. And uh, Corbin had massive heat. Which I, I was I was happy with because I mean he's just like I mean you said it he's he's such a good heel I mean he's, he plays with the crowd well and he just seems to not care at all and I, I mentioned this in the report that I'm drafting right now he uh, he's he it was fun to boo him as a heel you know you talk about you know cheering heels when you should you know um, it it was it, I found myself enjoying booing him you know? so. That was yeah. That was uh, yeah. that was one of my main takeaways from that. Cool, uh, Brian. Thanks for calling. Good talking to you. All right. Yeah. Thanks again, Wade. Have a good Absolutely. night. All right. So Brian in Peoria, Illinois, attended his first pro wrestling show at age twenty nine. That, that's uh, that's awesome. If you want to give us a call for the final segment of the show, five one five six zero five nine three four five. That's five one five six zero five nine three four five. We'll be back right after this. Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Don't forget, we have regular podcasts throughout the week on our other feed, the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast feed. It's our Blue Logo Show, and it's free. Just search Wade Keller in your podcast app and click subscribe. And you can get our main flagships, our mailbags, our interviews, our pay-per-view preview shows, and some fascinating flashback episodes throughout the week. Just search Wade Keller in your podcast app, and be sure you're subscribing to the Blue Logo Show in addition to this, the Red Logo Show. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at the Wade Keller. Follow our brand at PW Torch and follow our sister brand at MMA Torch. And also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PW Torch. Boris from Chicago, you are up next. You better be ready. You better be ready, Boris. I better be ready. Yeah, I'm ready, Wade. <laughs> All right. What have you got for me tonight? What's on your mind, Boris? Good to talk to you. The same thing. The 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 wind was knocked out of my sails too, especially when he did the phenomenal and um, pretty much didn't get the uh, RKO and and pretty much I felt like they did the Daniel Bryan to him. You know when um, they made Daniel Bryan wrestle Roman Reigns to, to knock him out the picture where you we as the fans can't question him not main event. I just felt he got the Chuck Brown. You know, so basically, you know, feel like we was being dragged you know, dragged into their main event instead of what the fans wanted, you know, with uh, him pretty much going to get Sammy McMahon and John Cena pretty much took the belt off him so they can go into their honeymoon match, I guess, to retire uh, Nikki Bella. It's like I was actually, I think I I may have actually at one time, you know, um, how did we get here? Because it's like we heard this plan, but we've seen it unfold, and 
is this time we don't have no control, no no yes movement, no no type of AJ moving, nothing to stop this, you know? Um, if we're trying to find an, a st- an opponent for AJ Styles other than Shane McMahon, do you have any ideas for us? Everybody, I'm taking pretty much um, shut down Braun Strowman, so I guess he gonna wait, and you know he's he's in line to face Undertaker or whoever you know, <coughs> next after WrestleMania. So I mean, who who do we want? We want him to be in the main event uh, with um, Bray Wyatt, but unfortunately, that's not the plan. I mean, there's still a chance that AJ Styles has this sit-in protest next week going, I want a big WrestleMania match. Uh, you know, he can't complain. He lost fair and square to Randy. Uh, but he can say that he's too phenomenal to be left off the card. He needs an opponent. There's not really a storyline reason right now for Shane to be his opponent. But AJ can say, I want an opponent. And Daniel Bryan can say, yeah, I put some thought into that this week, AJ. And I got you an opponent. And then cue the violence. And Shinsuke walks out into that stage. Crowd goes bonkers who know him. The crowd gets quickly uh, in, uh, enamored with him who, who, if they haven't seen him before. And you deliver a uh, New Japan Tokyo Dome level match with Shinsuke and AJ. Uh, they could still do that. I mean, it, I, that would be fine with me. I said I'm not against them waiting until after Mania to let Shinsuke have the spotlight. But AJ is a big star. And he's being left off a big match right now. And I'll, I'll take Shinsuke. I don't know if I'm reversing my, my feeling on this, but I think it would give SmackDown that, that standout spectacular match that I do not think Randy and Bray is going to be as the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, okay. So Nakamura and AJ could deliver for us. That, that would be, I mean, of all options, like the go-to match other than Kenny Omega showing up otherwise. I know, right? Did he confront them on Talking Smack? Because something was on Twitter that after the show was over, something... Did he confront um, Shane McMahon? Which is I have been hosting this like, show. I had it on the background, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that particular part of the show. I'm talking uh, okay. uh Well, you know, I, we, I mean, he's, he's freaking out right now. Um, oh yeah, well, maybe I'm a little behind. Let's see here. What do we got? That's probably it. Yeah. So they're showing footage here. AJ. AJ is. Uh, is backstage in the production truck area, and AJ is kind of having a meltdown. He's on the verge, and he's yelling at Shane McMahon. Is that what you call opportunity right there? He's yelling at Shane to shut up. Shane's telling him to calm down. We got our news developing right here. There's Road Dog getting in between them. Shane's telling AJ to watch his mouth, and uh, Road Dog's trying to get him to look at him. And, Calm down. He's calling for security. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, our, our Shinsuke it. dreams are fading, Boris, live on the air. That's it. <laughs> it did it. Wade, they actually pulled this off without us even putting up no kicking and scratching. They got all the way to WrestleMania with no kicking and scratching. This is brilliant. Now, they, Shane they is being adapted. unprofessional. Shane's being unprofessional. He's thrown around. Throwing stuff around, around expensive equipment. Splash the camera. He needs to throw something. He needs to throw something at AJ so they can, you know, bump into him or throw some powder on. (laughs) Dana Bryan just said, Boris. I was multitasking and listening to you and Bryan at once. Um, Bryan just said, yeah, when superstars uh, lose, they tend to blame us, people in management. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think we saw the angle beginning. I mean, that, it's just that 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 steers us right back to to yeah, it's gonna go as, as expected. <laughs> Thanks, Wade. Uh, All right, thanks, Boris. I'm, I'm really there. I'm really there now. <laughs> All right. Wow. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out, exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. All right, uh, Darrell in Georgia, what do you got for me today? How you doing tonight, Wade? Uh, good, good stuff. Okay, um, not much here. Just got finished watching the same thing that you was just watching. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess we got Shane and AJ. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, um, <laughs> my first question to you, after hearing, um, I, after hearing um, some of the people who was in the arena that you talked to today said that it was a pop, but seeing it on TV that it wasn't a, really a pop coming out through the TV for Randy Orton winning that match. Do you think that that WWE title is going to be the first match on the show or maybe the second, no later than the third match on the WrestleMania show? Uh, which match will be second or third? I just lost The it. WWE title, Randy Orton oh, versus Bray Wyatt. No, no, no. It, it, that, I mean, even advertising is going to be the main event of Mania. I think it's more likely to be the last match than anything else right now based on
and I didn't I, I didn't really understand it. And another yeah. reason why I asked you that question, um, where they're gonna be the first couple of matches because last night they said Goldberg was headlining. Uh, him and Brock Lesnar match is gonna headline WrestleMania. And when, usually when they say people headline, like Roman Reigns headline last year, so I was thinking that was the last match. So um, I don't know how they were going to heat this up, but <laughs> I think that'll know. be the interesting thing to see. Yeah, I appreciate it, Darrell. Thanks for calling. Okay. Well, you got more? Oh, uh, no, no, not not really. I'm just okay. waiting to see how they're going to um, heat this back up. So okay. that'll be yeah, the no, most interesting thing to see. Absolutely. Appreciate you calling. I just I felt Darrell sounded sad when I said thanks for calling. So I'm to make sure you didn't, didn't have another voice back. Um, yeah, no, totally. I mean, I think, I mean, realistically, if they, if they have a match that they think can headline, if, not headline, let's use more precise, that can be the finale of WrestleMania. It's got to be Orton. It's got to be Goldberg. Not, I'm sorry. It's got to be Goldberg against Brock Lesnar. That's got to be the last match on WrestleMania. No matter what they say about you're going to headline WrestleMania if you win the Royal Rumble. That the crowd is. I mean, they're going to start filing out of the building if Undertaker's already wrestled, and you're five hours into the damn show, and Orton and Bray start coming out. People are going to leave to be trapped unless they heat that match up. So, but if Lesnar Goldberg is going to be short. Maybe by that point it's good, and people won't be upset if it's a big fit. But it, if Goldberg-Lesnar is the last match on the show, and we've seen every other match, and they come out, I think they have to do more than three moves. But maybe not. I mean, I, it, it, this has been a very unconventional stretch for Goldberg and how they booked him. So, I mean, I, it's, one of the, it's, it's one of the fascinating aspects of WrestleMania for me is, is what they do. And, I, I mean, there's Undertaker and Roman Reigns. That could end up being the last match, too. If, if Roman's... Win or lose, uh, Vince McMahon wants Roman Reigns to share the spotlight with a mega legacy legend star like Undertaker. And if he thinks Lesnar more than AJ, more than Bray, more than Orton, more than Brock and Lesnar, of course, if he wants Reigns to be the guy who's going to be headlining the next few WrestleManias, if he's his guy, if he's his choice, it won't shock me if, if Roman Reigns isn't standing tall at the end having beat Undertaker or Undertaker is, is uh, beats Reigns, but they have this epic match and and Undertaker raises Randy's arm and, and says, you know, points at the guy and goes, this guy's for real. And that's all WrestleMania is. I could see that too. So it's going to be fascinating. I, I mean, Randy Bray, I don't know how they, I mean, I'm especially seeing this. And, you know, Bray's a, kind of a B-minus player too, just like Randy. Um, it's going to be another one of those WrestleManias where the last match is flat. So if, they're, if they don't mean it literally when they say that they're going to headline WrestleMania, I'd rather see a good story being told with, with Lesnar and Orton, whatever it is. But to me, I think Reigns Undertaker might feel like it should be the last match. But some of that is predicated on Undertaker physically being able to do a full-fledged match like that. And, and, and uh, you know, a good match. And I don't know if they run in the mix or not. We'll see. Maybe they'll headline with Andre the Giant Battle Royal and Mojo Raleigh will win it. That'd be awesome. All right. <laughs> I'll end on that note. Um, Jody Noir, Sam Roberts, will uh, discuss all this. What match should go on last? That's a good topic for Sam, too. So send your questions in. Uh, I always enjoy my conversations with Sam Roberts when I'm on his show and when he's on the live cast. And I uh, hope you'll join us live if you can. Otherwise, listen on demand at pwtorchlivecast.com or subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, or any other popular podcast app. That does it for me. You heard about VIP membership. Here are full details on uh, how you can sign up and 
what comes with that VIP membership. Thanks for our great callers. Thanks for our great listeners. And uh, Wade Keller, throw it over to the VIP plug. All right, so we have breaking news from Talking Smack. Apollo Crews will be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, also, Austin Aries uh, apparently took a nasty bump, clipped his kneecap on the ring apron and started favoring it, but appeared to be okay. All kinds of stuff going on while the show was on the air. But the big news, why is AJ mad at Shane? Or why is Shane mad at AJ? AJ lost, he's upset. Shane starts to have this snap temper. Hey, cool it. Road dog getting in between them. Big angle, there it is. If you doubted it, if you were holding out hope, like we were live here on the show, that something different would happen. I think uh, that all got taken away. Uh, and Miz on Talking Smack just said, John Cena stole his last shirt design from a beer company. Shoot comments will never end. Although, Pat's Ribbon certainly found that out. Um, found that out the hard way. Also, uh, thanks to uh, DJ Lewis here on Twitter. He says, uh, Danny Bryan just said, I can't wrestle or they won't let me. We'll find out in a year and a half. Wow. <laughs> that is new. Daniel Bryan basically saying, my deal's up. I'm going to wrestle, even if it's not here. Man. Cool stuff, huh? Now we got another tweet. Let's see what other breaking news. Okay, no, no more breaking news. All right. Well, if you stay tuned to the end, you just got got rewarded with all that breaking news. Mostly Apollo Crews and Mojo Raleigh. Who do you pick to win that? Do the champ battle All right, that really does it for me. Thanks, everybody, once again. And uh, until tomorrow, with Sam Roberts, Wade Keller, signing off. Thank you for subscribing to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Don't forget, we got a whole lineup of other shows called the PW Torch Daily Casts. It's free. Just search PW Torch in your podcast app. A different show on a different topic throughout the week, including shows dedicated to AEW, NXT, MMA, Ring of Honor, and more. Just search PW Torch in your podcast app or check out links to the latest shows at our main website, pwtorch.com. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying and let us know what you want us to talk about and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a PW Torch newsletter paper copy subscription. Details at PWTorch.com slash paper copy. It's 12 pages every week packed with my TV reports along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin, Alan Cunahan, and Zach Hadorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more. PWTorch.com slash paper copy. Take a break from screen time 
and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter, paper copy edition in the year 2022. You can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. pwtorch.com slash papercopy. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Hey, guys. It's Mike McMahon from the All Elite After Show. Every week, Andrew Socek and I break down AEW on our free PW Torch podcast. We've been doing this show since 2016. That's right. We're on our fifth year. When we started the show back then, we were talking just Impact Wrestling, and we still talk about them from time to time as well. And over the years, we've branched out to also discuss MLW, and of course, the main event of our program, which is always the latest going on in AEW. Again, the show is called the All Elite After Show with me, Mike McMahon, and my partner, Andrew Socek. You can check us out as part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. You can subscribe to our show and all of the daily cast shows just by searching pw torch on any podcast app and of course you can listen ad free with a pw torch vip membership Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Cheers! Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget to also subscribe to our Red Logo Show 
the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows featuring our live post shows, which you can download and listen to on demand at any time, covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown throughout the week. With rotating guest co-hosts, live callers, and emails, plus on-site correspondents who talk to us right after they leave the building on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights, that's the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Just search Wade Keller, look for the red logo, and click subscribe. It's free. With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link, and you click on it, and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android, and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP-exclusive podcasts, and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership pwtorch.com slash go vip it's quick it's easy it's convenient and we think it's worth it pwtorch.com slash go vip a lot of you listen to the wade keller pro wrestling post shows who haven't watched the tv show we're talking about a good way to catch up on what happened on the tv show is with my vip exclusive wade keller hotlines that follow raw dynamite and smackdown every monday wednesday and friday in fact as soon as i wrap up recording the post shows with live callers and my co-hosts and our on-site correspondents i send that off to the producer and then i record the wade keller hotline running down raw dynamite and smackdown start to finish and it's not only a full rundown a thorough rundown of what happened on the tv show but also my analysis of the key segments and matches throughout the show, including opinions that I don't express on the post show. So as a VIP member, you can listen to that hotline first, which runs 20 to 40 minutes, and then jump into the post show with full knowledge of what happened on the TV show. That's just one benefit of being a VIP member. Another benefit is when you listen to the post show, the ads and plugs will be removed. So change up the way that you listen to our coverage of Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown by starting with a VIP Wade Keller hotline and then flowing into the Wade Keller post shows throughout the week. Go VIP pwtorch.com slash go vip pwtorch.com slash go vip rates start at nine dollars and 99 cents a month or get a full year for just 99 dollars. you can also get the weight killer hotline through our patreon tier that's just six dollars and 99 cents a month details on that are at patreon.com slash pwtorch vip in 2012 nxt transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today on the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out, exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. But first, guys, listen up. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use code WADE20, that's WADE20, for 20% off plus free shipping. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped comes with the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. 
And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks. It even has a 4,000K LED spotlight, so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. And did I mention it's waterproof too? This package also includes the Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear hair trimmer. Trust me, if you've got hairs growing out of your nose, people are scared to mention it, but you ought to be trimming it. And Manscaped has you covered. Also, two free gifts. Their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. And to complete the perfect package for your package are liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with the deodorant for your boys, then stay cool all day with toner to keep you feeling your best all day and night. And don't forget to smell good all over. The Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection with smell perfection. Manscaped created their products for a night just like this. So go to manscaped.com for our exclusive 20% offer and free shipping with the code WADE20. Enter that at checkout and get 20% off. The performance package right now is on sale. You'll knock another 20% off of that, and you get all those free bonuses with it. I have tried this product. I endorse this product. It is well-made. There's a great fit and finish. You feel safe down there when taking care of business. It's different than anything else I've used. It takes some of the anxiety and stress out of male grooming. So check it out. Go to manscaped.com and use code WADE20 and pick out the Performance Package 4.0 or any of the other offers that they have and get 20% off plus free shipping. Go to manscaped.com and use code WADE20. All right, we're more than a couple weeks into the new year here, and how are your New Year's resolutions doing? I know a lot of us, I'm among them, want to eat healthier when I get through the holidays, and I want to eat better. I just want to eat higher quality ingredients and better meals that aren't boring. And there is a way to do that right now with the new sponsor of this program. It's called Factor. It's a meal delivery service that keeps you from having to spend time in line at the grocery store or hunched over the stove or trying to order from a restaurant when it's going to take 45 minutes to get there and you're hungry right now. Well, Factor checks all those boxes. These are great meals to eat while watching pro wrestling shows because you don't need a lot of meal prep. You get home from work and you don't want to cook. You don't want to run through the same drive through You want to have a high-quality meal that you feel good about and that makes you feel good afterwards while you're watching wrestling on weekday night. This meal delivery service is perfect for that. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. There's no dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with more than 27 meal options each week, you'll never be bored. As many of you know, for over 12 years, I've eaten a primarily vegan diet. I have wild fish every now and then. They offer vegan and veggie meals in addition to keto meals as well as lower calorie meals, plus cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. 
I've chosen the vegan options, and they just look delicious. When you go to their website, your mouth's going to water. The Korean tofu and veggie bowl, vegetarian tamale bowl, Indian-style vegetable rice, and tomato roasted and vegetable risotto are all on the menu, and I am looking forward to trying those dishes. Whatever kind of diet you eat, they have options for you, including garlic herb salmon, sun-dried tomato chicken, kettle mushroom burger, and more. Check out their delicious meals online, and I... I'm confident you're going to want to order these and try these out. This month, there is a new URL to go to to take advantage of this offer. It is go.factor75.com slash Wade120 and enter code Wade120. So that's go.factor75.com slash Wade120 and enter code Wade120 to get $120 off your first five weeks of meals. A fresh and healthy meal designed by chefs and nutritionists can be two or three minutes away any evening or any midday for lunch. And save yourself a trip to the cafeteria or the local fast food joint for lunch. With Factor, you can bring a healthy and delicious meal to work with you. I've ordered more on my own. They're delicious, and I feel great after eating them. And there's a tremendous variety. Your mouth will water looking at the website. So again, the URL is go.factor75.com slash wade120. And enter code WADE120.